Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Whitney, is this our actual official Christmas episode for 2016? Ho, ho, ho! You bet it is, man. <laughs> you bet it is. Have you sat on Santa's lap yet? I have not. Okay, good. Then don't. All right. So it's just better that you the sit Santa's here in front around. of a microphone and well, let's talk Santa's arcade Santa's in this area that you can get questionable. Yeah, well, you know, you don't need to be in a sketch situation. No, 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 in, no, no, no. In a, uh, sitting in a chair like that. I did dude. see a Santa at, a, at Walmart the other day. Yeah. And, uh, was he on um, a cart? Was he on like a little mobile cart? No, he was pushing a cart. Oh. And uh, he had a he was a he was a real bearded Santa. Uh, uh, and apparently no, he was a real bearded guy playing correct. Santa. Correct. Yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't ask if he had his card. Uh, if he was a card carrying member of the uh, International Order of what is it? The International Order of Rear Rear. Uh, the inter. I I spit this out. It's no longer funny, is it? <laughs> and then you've got to finish it. Though. It's the actually it's the Amalgamated Order of Real Bearded A-O- Santas. A O O R B S. Oh, okay. I don't amalgamated even, Order of Real Bearded Santas. The A the, the orbs. That's yeah. just that's just not right. He looked he looked like he was a fan of uh, uh, the Marlboros. Yeah. And uh, he needed, he needed to find a dry cleaner. Oh, is that right? But Man, most it, most Santas are like that. And I asked, unfortunately. The, I asked the dude to check me out. I said he was just pushing a cart around. I was like, "Does he work here? Or is he just some random dude?" He's like, "The guy checking me out." I was like, "I don't know." Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just avoided security at its finest. Man, that's what that's that is. Walmart. Yeah. So, have you got all your Christmas shopping done? Uh, almost. I got a couple little pieces left to pick up. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I'm getting very, very close. I'm just. I'm, yep. Same boat. It's, yeah. It's just like no matter how hard I try. In, in years gone past, I would have everything done before Thanksgiving. I'm like, move sailing. Uh, hold on, dude. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hit the rewind button on that. Are you everything done before Thanksgiving? Oh, oh yes. There was many a year where <laughs> kind of, I would what have. What kind of an overachiever are you, oh, dude? I That's insane sauce. I went to the opposite end of the spectrum here. Oh, jeez. My it's, goodness. This year will be a lot better than some prior years. But yeah. yeah. My sister and I, uh, we used to get together. Brittany and I used to get together and I mean, would y'all do like Black Friday and stuff like that? We've done that. Like at yeah. 3 a.m. and stand in line for stuff we've, and all that? Uh, we've done that. And then there's been many a year when I had a house uh, that was closer to, not Best Buy, what's... Uh, um, Circuit City, if it's no, gone. Oh, no, it was just like a, um, it was a Staples or Office Depot. Oh, I always okay, put yeah, those yeah. two together. Yeah. But they would always have those deep discounted uh, jump drives when jump drives were really expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, monitors and hard drives and CD spindles. And every year I'd promise myself, I'm, I'm not going to do this. And then uh-huh. sure enough, I'd get sure up. Sure enough, and, I'm there. And I'd drive right up the road to it and wait in line and then go home and go back to bit yeah exactly well and, and you know something i guess that's there's probably a lot of people and families that do that that do that as tradition man i i mean i i'd never i never have because i live my geography just doesn't lend itself to it i mean i have to drive 45 minutes to go stand in a line at you know 2 30 or 3 a.m in the morning and let me tell you that ain't happening yeah. man so well a lot of my family did uh would you call it black thursday because everything around here and uh, for our for international listeners yeah um Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, yes. and then Friday is classically called Black Friday yeah. because that was the day when this phenomenon first started that 
put businesses in the black yeah. in terms of their books. Yeah, yeah. You know, they went from the red to the black. Yeah, all, you know, year, all year long, and then they go to the black. Right, yeah, then they yeah. flip right here toward the end of the year. Yep. And actually, there's, there's, a, there's a story... If you, if you look back in our history where the holidays were actually manipulated to add an extra, you know, extra or like a full week between Christmas and Thanksgiving f- for retail. Just to soak up yeah. profits. Yeah. So it used to be everything was closed on Thanksgiving and then you'd get up uh, thir- uh, Friday morning and you'd go shopping for those deep discounts and everything was on super duper sale. And then it started getting reeled back till uh, earlier and earlier hours, you know, start, you know, eight o'clock, six o'clock, you know, 3 a.m. And then eventually things were, you know, just don't even go to sleep. Oh, yeah. Eat, st- eat your turkey and then get your butt out the door. You know, then it's then one stores of were closed on uh, open on Thanksgiving, but they yeah. wouldn't do the specials until late until then, late. Exactly. So this year, a lot of places did did the, the Black Friday sales starting Thursday at like five or six. Huh. So, yeah, see, I, I've just noticed a, to me, it's a disturbing trend where more and more stores are opening earlier and earlier on Thanksgiving. And it's almost like Thanksgiving just doesn't even get it to do it's it, it's almost like it's just a buffer day mm-hmm. it's like half a half of a day is a buffer to prepare for black friday and oh during that buffer you tend to eat turkey new dressing cranberry sauce yeah. and mashed potatoes and everything like that if you're it, in retail kind of sad if you're in retail it, on thanksgiving it makes me sad it does yeah it, it does I, if you're gonna have the holiday let's have the holiday exactly and then if you're gonna have the deep the deep discounted sales do it friday do it just do it on friday man know, we so. took a we're just right into the <laughs> show and we're like nowhere near topic well it's we we went straight political straight off the bat man that's 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 not we uh, we have enough not, not what we should be doing we on have Christmas, enough man. unrelated back and forth banter where we could actually do another show that's almost seinfeld-esque that's, and that it has no topic it has no topic whatsoever and just yeah maybe we ought to do that or you put it in a pocket for sometime <laughs> next year i don't know so so I don't know. Uh, 2016, the Christmas show, December. Yes, 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 December. I, you know, Brent, I'll tell you, I was looking through the show notes and thinking about, should this be a, a year-in-review show? Should this be, I guess, a kind of a that standard my monthly mind, show? And but it's it, so cliche. It, it is. It is. And I went back and started looking through the show notes, and I'm like, eh, if we want to do, if anybody wants a year-in-review, just go listen to 11 yeah. episodes, <laughs> and then there you go. You got it. And yeah. I'm like, let's just do, let's just do a normal I don't, just roll on. I don't so. know about you, but when uh, this before like TiVo and DVRs, if I was sat down to watch one of the shows I really loved, and yeah. you could tell it was going to be one of those review flashback episodes, yeah, check out, check out. That's exactly Done. right. And yeah. now in DVR land, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Delete. <laughs> Just free, skip just and free, roll. Just free that block up Ex- on my DVR. Exactly. Exactly. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. So, you know, Christmas, it's here. And I, I mean, I'm looking forward to, to Christmas. I always do. My family and I take extended time off over the holidays, and we look forward to it. Uh, we look forward to it. it. It's a highlight of our year, okay? Mm-hmm. And so we are recording this episode uh, earlier in the month than usual. And when you texted me and said, hey, dude, dude, when are we going to record? Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, I look down at the calendar, and I'm like, woo, we need to get that done like stat, stat. because if i just pull the covers back but if i if i'm recording the podcast over christmas break over the family christmas break 
uh, you know, that's like Ixnay on the Oddcast pay is what that is what that turns into. And in in the family, the family doesn't cotton to that very much. Oh, so, no, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad that we're glad that we're going to go ahead and and record and then give everybody a good quality show. But then we'll have some time off over the holiday as well. So it should work itself out. Yeah, and it's yeah. from my side, uh, my family. I have to go to visit. Yeah, you know, I I have no no immediate family here in the home yeah so i looked at it and i was like one i knew you were going to be tied up oh, because if yeah. because you, your daughter yeah, and, oh yeah and, all, and, and and then for me it's just like yeah that i can take that time off it that that's a that's a slow time that's a little bit yeah. of a coast time yeah you know, work yeah. gets super slow yeah the huge project that i mentioned on the last show or two shows that yes yeah, i think it's like the past two shows oh, actually that's, yeah it's yeah. dominated my time yeah that's really put to bed. That's good. And there's just a little mopping up that, that I'll be doing through the end of the year. So, yeah. Not that we don't love everybody. Oh, no, no, no. And we no, don't want to put out a good show. No, but, but it is that time of year. Yes. You know, it's, it's that time of year. And it, what's interesting in my situation is we host a lot. So over the next two weeks or two and a half weeks, um, let's say 14, 16 days, we're, we're, we will have something going on at our house every third day okay yeah literally every third day if my heart goes out to you yeah oh yeah thank you i appreciate it if not every other day depending upon when during the period it it is and it's kind of funny because uh the one thing that my wife uh god love her she she has asked me she said in the one question she asked you want to know what it was she goes are all the pinball machines going to be playable? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, baby. All the pinball machines are going to be playable. <laughs> That's awesome. Because she holds up her hands and she goes, because I want to play pinball. <laughs> and so for everybody there, if you can just imagine a sweet little petite five five lady just shaking her hands in the air, you know, doing doing the whole, you know, my, you know, I guess kind of like a, getting ready to do the stroke out shake. You know, she's <laughs> she's so excited because uh, she wants to play pinball over the Christmas break. And I said, honey, everything will be up and running over the christmas break and she's so excited i mean that's one of the things she's so excited about so i've got my marching orders so to some degree it's good that we're getting this done now so that brent i've got i've got one machine left to go to to get it back up and running i'll talk about it here during my updates but then dude i've got i've got a large portion a large portion of the game room up and rolling and it's uh, and it's nice and clean now and i mean it it shows it shows real good right now and it's 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 gonna be fun i'm looking forward to it's it. been a long time since you've had your game room it, all it, assembled, it, hasn't it? it, it ha- yes. Yes, it, was, it actually has been. It was odd for me. I mean, my game room hasn't been in as much turmoil as yours, but yeah. it was odd for me to finally get things kind of set. Yeah. And you can see where we're at right now, see where the... Uh, um, the burger time the is. The burger time isn't... You know, basically, he's, yeah. watching Brent, he's looking over your shoulder. Yeah, he's, he's looking to, he's, at me. He's up to no good, man. Punch him right in the nose. Exactly. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter Power. <laughs> <laughs> so my in my game room, we talked about it being kind of L-shaped. There's games around the, the perimeter. Yeah. And I've got kind of a little bit of an open space in the middle and some outlets in the ceiling. And hovering in the middle like an island toward the walkout doors, I've got F-14, and then behind that, kind of offset a little bit. And they're all kind of, they're not in a line, they kind of go in a little bit of almost like a little crook, like a lightning bolt type of layout, just to work with the space. But then there's burger time facing out one direction, 
And then next to that, Whitney, if you look way over my shoulder, Back to the Future is pushed yep, back. I, I do see okay. that. Well, that that is setting normally right where I'm sitting. Oh, okay. So yeah. it butts up again. So the Burger Time sits in between the F-14 and the Back to the Future, yeah. just kind of sandwiched Which in. Which is kind of a shame because this cabinet is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what's interesting about it? Uh, Burger Time is... It's it's a it's a beautiful game, and Brent, I will say this: you and I are actually pretty fortunate. My burger time is every bit as nice as yours, and you don't see nice ones very often. No. They're they're usually trashed. Yeah, and yours, yeah, yours is in good shape. It's in good shape. So yeah, I can imagine what you're feeling like because I know that it was nice to have mine, my game yes. room all assembled. Yes, yes, no, it, it was it was interesting because, um, and it was it was a nice relief because over the Thanksgiving holiday, um, I, I had I had some of the game room up and running, but it was but everything was nice and clean. Brent, I had everything cleaned out to where you could walk around and mm-hmm. and everything. And Jackie was like, "This is so nice," you know. She goes, "I just I love this because you can walk in." I had my little drink. I had my little drink stands up and running and people could set their drinks in it and play you, pinball and stuff like that and it was it, it just it showed well i know it was, you've got, it was running good you've got game room carpet is it blacklight reactive it is yeah do you mm-hmm. have black lights up i do yes okay i couldn't yeah. remember mm-hmm, i do yeah i've got i've got mine are up just like yours are up okay on on the ceiling on the ceiling yeah uh-huh, on as the ceiling. one would yes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah touche and so um but I, i've just got a single a single row for a single light fluorescent fixture where you've got the doubles like that mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i've and, and my my carpet only extends for like three quarters of the room and then i've got pergo for the for the rest of, okay. of the flooring on the room so uh but uh oh I've, i do have one other update that but i'll, I'll save okay. updates because well, uh, yeah let's let's take that transition well, yeah, what, yeah let's it, just get the let's just get to work let's, let's slide into updates yeah, all right, so in, all right in, do it Okay, Brent, uh, I, Brent, wow us, man. I've got some party updates, too. Lay it on us, dude. Before all the party stuff, yeah. let's wrap up the Back to the Future, which I just mentioned. Because okay, that enough. I wanted to finish up before the party. And unfortunately, for as long as I've had it down here, it's... Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. What? I'm just looking through the show notes, and you you have got no, the statement. Now, now, I was going to have you read that. I know what you're are, looking at. Are you, you just sure? Hold on. You uh, just hold on. Okay, all right. It's, gonna it's, go, it's awesome that I spotted yeah. it, though. You know? Okay, all so, right. We'll get down to it. It in an accent. I'm going to do it in an accent. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. When I read it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that yeah. makes you feel better. It, okay. It, it does. Yeah. It does. It's good practice for when for when I go over to the UK next year. Okay. So it'll work out. Yeah. All right. So back to the future. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough, man. Have at it, it. For as, as long as I had this down in the shop, and I had it in the shop, oh, and that, I took it out of the shop, me. and I had it back in the shop. Yeah. And I took it apart, and it was forever before I got back to it. Um, I took a bunch of pictures of it. I lost my phone for the first time in forever. I did get the phone back. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. yeah, I remember you telling and, me about it that. It had all the yep. pictures on it. Mm-hmm. It was just just this weird series of events that kept me from getting this thing done. And of all the pinball machines I've done, it is probably one of the simplest. I mean, okay. other than like maybe like roller disco or something where it didn't have a ramp or yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe firepower or something like that yeah you know it was just it's just a real simple game when when i had all the plastic posts it it is i mean they were it was the smallest collection of plastic parts i have ever pulled out of any game you know and what's odd about that is when you look at the play field though it doesn't it doesn't look that simple i I guess it 
it, it, it seems to me like there's 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 more going on with it than what you're describing when it's when all the when all the constituent parts are laid on a table. And you're right, it is kind of uh, it's kind of deceiving. deceiving. Yes, yes, it's kind of deceiving. And I think it's because the ramp is kind of large. And, yeah. Um, you, you've got that wire form down the left side. But okay. Yeah, you're right. When, when I took it all apart, I was like, huh. Yeah, it's like, literally. It's like, I wonder if half of this is still in the belly of it or, or whatever, you know? It's like, I, something's wrong here. Yeah, exactly. I, I got it apart and I was like, okay, it's apart. Yeah, exactly. So I, I did. That's good, though. I ended up where I didn't want to end up, which is like the day of the party. Oh, I see. The day, not the day of the party. Did I have this out here for Thanksgiving? I'm trying to no, remember. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think so. I, I No, 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 I did. Because, did you? Okay. Because, um... I didn't think you did. No. Oh, okay, all right. No, I didn't because I used, I think that fried, when was Thanksgiving this year? Uh, it was on a Thursday. I know that. <laughs> so my, I, I could not was resist. it on the 25th? Uh, let me go back and see, Brent. It oh, was, you're right. It I was on. It was on the 24th. Because, uh, okay, it was on the 24th and then I took that, that next Friday off, the yeah. second, and I used that a lot of that time to work on the machine still okay. And okay. That, that the evening before the Thursday before yeah so I, basically I ended up working on the machine up to the day of the big part my big game room party okay you know, gotcha. so it wasn't out here for Thanksgiving yeah um, and I, I ended up I was actually rebuilding the flippers that morning you know of the oh, party oh, okay. putting it all back okay. together i had everything else ready to go and was basically rebuilding flippers and trying to get a, a few odds and ends finished up it all went together you know it just was just a matter of getting it done the uh the game plays very well i was very happy with it it it's just I, you know the flippers is what kind of just threw me for a little bit of a loop i mean know? i mean why is that i mean were they, were they so i mean were they just different they, different or what well they're all electronic uh, okay. and i can't remember the the buzzword that they use but there's no uh end stroke switch okay so okay. your your typical game this the end stroke switch is closed and that's where the power for the uh, the uh high cur- the uh the uh, um not the hold side the other side of the high power side of the coil goes through and when the flipper goes all the way out it opens the switch up and that drops the uh, the high power side and the hold windings take over and then you get in a wpc game and that switch is just used basically f- to uh identify you know the the position of the flipper but it's not if it fails the game will still continue to play or just throw an error okay so this was basically i guess like an early version of what eventually maybe something sort of like Williams went to in the Fliptronic, the WPC games, the Fliptronic games. Okay. So there's no end-of-stroke switch, so it's up to, I guess, I haven't even looked at the schematic for how the how the flipper mechanisms, I mean, how, how they work electronically. Mm-hmm. It just flips, and there's no end-of-stroke switch. So okay. I'm assuming that it just pulses the, and I'm trying to remember, I think that it's only a two-wire coil. So I bet it just pulse it just does it with pulse width or okay, something okay. regardless just, just for just for a, a certain width that that yields a certain movement yeah of the and i'm gonna i'm gonna it. jam it real hard and then yeah. after so many microseconds i want to knock it down i want to knock hold. it down and yeah exactly so okay. they're really strong i mean it will 
pitch that ball all over the game. Okay. I mean, it is to the point where like in the scoops, the, uh, the clock tire scoop, and then there's the scoop that feeds the wire form. I think I'm actually going to put a little piece of foam back there to kind of deaden it because it'll hit it so hard, it'll bounce it right back out. Huh. It, okay. I mean, it will send that sucker like Ghostbusters pinball bouncing off the stand-up targets. <laughs> Hitting the glass. Fly, yeah, everything. flying across the play field. Yeah, yeah. But... I have noticed that the hold can be a little spotty. Okay. So like you hit the hold and it, you can watch the end of the flipper, just give it just a little bit of a wiggle, a uh-huh. waggle. And you're like, is it going to drop? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's once you get used to it, it's no big deal. And it, is it just one flipper or is it something you notice? I've noticed on, it most with the left, Okay. but I probably tend to, tend to cradle the most with, with the left flipper. Yeah, like as I'm coming, cause the wire form will deliver to the left uh-huh. and the and then ramp. You, then you park it and then ter- determine what you're going right. to do with your shot. The yeah. wire f- or the, the wire form will deliver to the left and then the ramp on plunge on a full plunge will deliver to the right but typically i'm letting that roll because you want to shoot the left ramp entrance for a skill shot so Mm -hmm. i'm not holding a lot with that rest that right side i see anyway it it all went back together i got several compliments on it uh i was working on it up to the wire yeah and i had several folks (laughs) they were asking me some of the pinheads i mean when'd you get this together i'm like about three hours ago yeah (laughs) yeah so it went it went down to the wire huh huh but it 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 held up i mean i was i was very very happy with it so what's your so what's your take on the game now that you know now that you've played enough yeah okay i haven't and it's at least for me it's Uh a it's a drain monster i mean i need to get back I've spent more time working on games here recently than I have playing. <laughs> yeah, and, you and me too. Yeah. You and me both, brother. Yeah, you know, we we talked about Ghostbusters and the and the you know just the speed of the game and the uh, technical shots and the the tendency to to kind of want to drain and people to always talk about the flipper gap yeah. and how how yeah. I've played a pro quite a bit and it's made me air quotes a better player. Yeah, I tried to play a game last night and I was just wiped out, tired. And I might as well have just plunged it and watched the ball drain. I mean, that's that's kind of how I've been here lately. Yeah, was that here at the house, or yeah. did you play at rec bar? No, that was my. Oh game. yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. turned on uh, I turned on the game room last night for a few minutes. I want to take a picture of that. Put up on the Facebook page. Yeah, awesome. And while I noticed the 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 start light flashing on Ghostbusters, like all right, yeah, punch it, let's go. Yeah. It, for for new listeners to the show. I run. I'll talk about it in a minute yeah, because okay, there, there's a, there's yeah. a note in the game room section here. But yeah, okay. So this brings me down to one: take lots of pictures. I always mention that when I, t- when I talk about doing pinball work because I thought I took tons of pictures, but yet I still had angles where I was like, I, I don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah what, what happens so, here? It's so yeah. frustrating, man. You and you know when I when I look at all the pictures that I take in retrospect, I'll take thirty pictures and twenty four of them look the same. Even though when I'm taking the pictures, you think you I, took them all different? I, yeah, I think I took them all different. Same and, here. And it's it's very frustrating, but it does it it does make you it yeah. does make you try to think about it a little differently. So yeah, I think I think that's common for. So, all Take pictures. Yes. So this brings us to the statement that I think you keyed in on. Yeah, it's like it's like criminy, mate. I now hate LEDs. (laughs) (laughs) Now why do you now you got here in your show notes and why they suck? (laughs) Why why I now hate LEDs and why they suck? You know, it it almost kind of. One thing I do want to say though, a flipper can waggle a shade. I did want to say that. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's in there too. Yeah, I like that. Flipper can waggle a shade. Flipper can waggle a shade. But anyway. So what what's the deal, man? I, I mean, I, 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 
Okay, yeah, you're you putting even, the LEDs. You have no idea where I'm going with this. No, I don't. But I understand you're putting LEDs in a much older game, and so I, I, is it is it the just, LEDs, is it a compatibility issue or, have, or what? The, the LEDs have nothing to do with Back to the Future. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So, um, in the game room right now, against the wall is High Speed Ghostbusters CSI. Adam's family. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the F-14 is on the far end of the room, and the Back to the Future was right here, kind of 90 degrees off that lineup of those four pins. Oh, I see where you're going with this now. And Back to the Future yeah. looks awesome. Yes. Ghostbusters looks awesome. And, and your other three games look like a half burnout light bulb. Yes. See, I'm telling you, dude. I knew I'm CS- telling you. I, I knew CSI you. already. I've seen one of those Here, LED. Hang on, hang on. I'm going to go mark this in the win column, okay? <laughs> hang, hang tight. I Just put the show on pause. This is why I and I'm gonna go And I'm going to go dance around the room and wave a little flag yeah. and, and do everything. <laughs> and, and you know what? And you know what the flag is not going to say? It's not going to say I told you so. It's just going to be a flag. <laughs> it's just okay? going to be a flag. It's no, gonna, anyway. With I'm, an asterisk on with it. With an asterisk on it. It, yeah, yeah, that said, you know, see, see footnote appendix A, and I, then I right there so. it says, I told you so. Yeah. No, no, no. All joking aside. Oh, man, <laughs> but you know something? They are, they're, they're the ultimate, man. Because now, see, Brent, I bet you're now in the situation where when you look at a machine yeah. and it does not have the look that you're after, it, the game actually looks subpar now. The the CSI I knew had <laughs> yeah. this, yeah. and I've seen really yep. pretty CSI. Size. And actually, yeah. the just the look uh-huh. of the first machine I ever saw, and this was at Louisville Arcade Expo. It was, Phoebe uh, Smith is a very nice one. Oh, it yeah. wasn't Phoebe's. Oh. This was the first year at the new venue, so it was I think it was the second year of the show. Okay, and it was beautifully LED'd, and it had a lot of nice, clean white oh, backlight. I'm telling you, I love the white man. And, I love it. And <laughs> I would, that if could I was, be an internet meme, man. You know, just half the stuff we say on this show yeah. could be an internet meme. Seriously, it Th- this game was just beautiful. Yeah, it was yeah. you could. It was just nice and bright and clean and crisp. Oh, you know what it is, Brent? It's meme tastic. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm stopping now. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew this game. I, I haven't had that game apart. I've yeah. wiped it down, and, and it's been in the. I need to take it apart. And same thing with the high speed and yeah. go through it. Yeah, it's been in that that camp. So I knew CSI could look better, <laughs> yeah. but my and now, Adams. And now you know how much it can. My look Adams just just makes me cry. It screams for it now, doesn't it? It does. I yeah. mean, it just looks it, off. It looks beautiful. Yes, but when, on it looks when the game room lights are see. flipped. It's hard to see. It's it's just like. Yeah, it looks yellow. It looks yellow and it looks dim. And, yeah, and they almost and uh, you know something, it let the hate mail roll. But to me, Brent, they actually look dirty. Okay, compared yeah. compared to a new machine with the new nice bright white LEDs, if I go back and look at an incandescent machine, it actually looks dirty to me. Yeah, and and I, and that's I hate the, to say, it, I just but kept it's looking truth. at it and I was just like, I know this is the same game it was several weeks ago, but it doesn't look it anything just, like it. it. Just it. The, the comparison is just... It's stark, it's isn't stark, it? It's stark, yes. It is stark, it, yes. It's so Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my... I love me some 
Iron Man. I know. I do. I love me some Iron Man. All right. So the Ghostbusters and why, uh, not Ghostbusters, crud, the Back to the Future and why I hate LEDs because yeah. they are going to cost me some money because yeah. now oh, yeah. I, I'm going to have to do Adams. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to get into it. And, and I can't wait to see it when you do it. You've oh. got to do before and afters, man. You've got to. What I really need to get a hold of, and nobody makes these. Uh-huh. I, I've seen them available and they're... I want to say that there's a, a pinball company in the UK, and when you convert pounds to dollars, it's almost 200 bucks. I, I'd like a new translite because that translite looks pretty good, uh-huh. but it's slightly faded. And okay. you could tell, I mean, it's got really, really good color, but it, it, if, it, if you it saw it next to a let, it, it, it's obvious. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, and that one's actually been signed, but um, I. I I'd like a new translate. So, you know, and they don't make them. I mean, you know, uh, Planetary, who is the Williams rights there, they've got tons of Williams Bally translates, but they don't have an Adams. But I they mean, don't have an Adams. Well, even when like, uh, who, who, what's the virtual pinball one that does the real tables? Mm, VP cabs? I no, no. Well, they sell, they, VP cabs uses their software. Oh, but uses the it's, software. It's the, oh, okay. It, everybody out there screaming at me. There's, there's your, there's the two virtual pinball apps. One of them models real tables, and the other does the fantasy tables. I know there's like Pinball FX, and I think it's Pinball FX. I, I think it's Pinball FX, and then yeah, I, I think that I think that's it. Well, even when they did Adams, yeah. they had they did a Kickstarter for Adams. I think yeah, who, whoever it was, it might have been. Yeah. It, regardless, they did a Kickstarter for Adams, and they had to ask a little bit more because the one Pinball Arcade was it? I can't remember. Okay, okay I'm all not, right. Okay, they're, they're, the more we talk about it, the yeah. more we butcher F- it. So, folks yeah. out there are screaming. Regardless, yeah. I know that at the time the company was doing Kickstarters for the tables, and they were okay. they were you know reasonable, and the Adams was reasonable, but it was more than the prior because the, of the licensing. It was just so difficult to deal with the licensing for everybody. Okay, I see. And I want to say that even the uh, the Uncle Fester that's right there between the flippers, it is ever so slightly different because they couldn't get Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Pinball Ar- I just went and searched it on Kickstarter. It's Pinball Arcade, the Adams Family. So, okay. yeah, help us bring the Adams Family table to game consoles and mobile devices, this, and this for was what? Generations What's the date? Enjoy. Is there a date on it? I mean, this um, was this was a while ago. Oh yeah, it's definitely a while ago. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. That it's it was 2013. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 2013. So I don't know if that has something to do with it or not. I'm guessing that uh, you know Planetary. My assumption is is they have the rights for the Adam stuff, but there's probably something different in the contract because uh, yep. Yep. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Because I mean. All the atoms that are out there, they uh-huh. would make bank reproducing atoms parts. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I mean, you, uh, there's an need. I mean, yeah. just look at it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and here's what you're going to find is when you LED the back box, it's going to be even more. It's going to be even more noticeable. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yes, so. yes, yes. Anyway, first world problems, but it, oh uh, yeah, I'm LED in that sucker. Yeah, I would too, man. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see the before and after pictures. So okay, well, good. Well, you know something that's uh, you know that, that that's along the same sickness as you know we need more cowbell. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you just you know you ring it and you roll on. You know that, so, that line. I told you that line wasn't. I knew you were going to key in on that. And I knew yeah. it's it like he's not going to think it's going to go or it's going to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let me roll through this here real quick. Yeah, we were sure. talking about parties. So I had 
talked touched on this a little bit in the last show. I had Thanksgiving. Yep. So let's look at the calendar here. Uh, it was on a Thursday. Thank you. <laughs> yes, so it was. that was on the twenty fourth. <laughs> yeah. So the not the next Saturday, which was the twenty sixth, but the following Saturday, the third, I had my annual game room party. Okay. So that gave me from the twenty fourth, and I, that Friday, I remember I worked on the the Back to the Future quite a bit, but I ended up going all the way through till the morning of the third, but just because of other stuff going on the the week of. Okay. And, and not being able to devote a lot of time to it. The morning of the third on the Back to the Future, then I had my huge party uh, on the third. And it was, man, it was a blowout. I've uh, had had the wavy arm guy, the air dancer dude out front. Have you seen that? No. Uh-uh. I've got one of those. You see him in front of businesses. Like it's oh, the big yeah. nylon they're, they're, sock they're fan, Yeah, they're fan driven. Yeah, yeah, I've got one yeah. of the 20-footers. Oh. Yes. That I've, is would you mind lending that, sure. that baby out? Yeah. Do you want to borrow it? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. You I take think it tonight? I, w- I would. Yes. Oh, yeah, actually, sure. I think I would. Uh, well, don't forget when you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm We're th- actually talking about this live on the show. Yeah. You're so it, you've got, if everybody could see his eyes. Yes. Yeah, so he is genuinely. He's more excited about the air dancer than he is LEDs. Yeah, yes. Actually, at this moment in time, I'm actually more excited about the wavy arm dancer guy. That's yeah. that's exactly right. Because we're gonna fire him up around New Year's is what we're gonna do so and that's going to be awesome so yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, well, okay thanks, that's man. why i put air dancer here because we've we've all just generically called him the wavy arm guy oh, but i think yeah but he's great I think technically they call him air dancers okay gotcha. you know? I, but anyway yeah. yeah i got one of the 20 colors awesome is what i'm calling oh, he's him. awesome yeah i have uh uh two led spotlights that i stake in the ground in front of him okay so we were in here the party was winding down it was like midnight and it just hit me i was like that air, the air dancers, the wave your arm guy, still in the front yard. He's out there at midnight, just <laughs> doing his deal. Yeah, I, and earning I, his supper. I, I'm surprised I didn't have some cars in the ditch out here. Yeah. What, what is going on? <laughs> but uh, I, I had about 70 folks in attendance. That is crazy. It was a good 70 people. Yes, man. Had did you were you able to feed them all? I mean, that's I mean that's a lot of food too, Brent. Yes, yeah. and you know here here's where. Uh, a, a huge thanks to my my buddies at Rec Bar. I yeah. know we talk about them a lot. Yeah, but uh, they made sure I was taken care of when it come to food. So oh, we had good. some big serving platters here. And oh, then, cool. Um, I had a few things. A lot of people brought you know like finger foods. Yeah. So oh yeah, we had well enough yeah. more good. than enough food. Good, yeah. good, good. So like I said, about 70, 70 folks. Did, did the Rec Bar guys show up? Uh, one did the other. The, his wife and daughter ended up sick. There's oh, been, I, see. I know about you. I know you do a lot of traveling in the local area visiting yep. customers. Yep. But uh, you know, my daughter's been sick this past this past week and a half. She there, has. There's always the it's going around. Mm-hmm. Well, this time it is worse than the usual. You know, yeah. uh, if you get a little tummy ache, well, however that's going around. The the same thing I'm hearing from I don't know how many people in terms of uh, just head cold. Well, yeah. we mentioned like the last show where I was sick. You were sick, yeah. For um for a uh, Garano Game Room Expo, uh, yeah, that's right. Apparently, I was a trailblazer there yeah. because everything that I went through. Uh huh. Everybody, everybody else did. Two everybody weeks else later. is going through it. Yeah. Just here recently. Yeah. I mean, Grace wound up missing three three days of school. Oh wow. You know this uh, a week ago. So yeah, from when we're recording. So yeah, it's def- definitely in the air. So nothing went down this year. Oh, good. It was very very happy. Awesome. No blips. Awesome. I mean, of course, we had a couple coin mac hangups, but that's to be expected. Yeah. Uh, coin mac hangups. I mentioned the Ghostbusters. For those new listeners to the show, actually. I run quarters in my game room. Uh-huh. So I have 
a, a small form factor floor standing change machine that I've wired hot, if you will. You push in. It's old school. It's not like a tractor feed for the dollar bill. It's got a drawer you push in. You lay it, the dollar bill and you push it in the drawer, push a drawer in. When you push the drawer in, it spits out four quarters. So I provide you the quarters. It's yeah. all free play, yeah. air quotes. Yeah. But it's got that old school arcade feel, so yeah. you've got to drop quarters. before. And that's why the Ghostbusters still had some credits on it. It's why it's in my basement. It wasn't on free play. It's actually yeah. got credits. Yeah. Before the, sh- before the party, before the show, before the party, I, I ran every quarter I had. I cleaned all the machines out, cleaned all the coin mechs, make sure I had every quarter in the basement, and I ran it through a coin counter because mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what happened. Yeah. Well, I know some people ended up taking quarters home because I got a couple notes where one of my buddy's daughters had a couple quarters. Yeah. And then one of the rec bar guys, he got home and realized he had, you know, three quarters in his pocket. So I know quarters made their way out. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. (laughs) After the party, I ran all the, everything through the, uh, a coin counter again. And I had gained three quarters. You made 75 cents. <laughs> made 75 cents uh, that's, on the that's night. That's hilarious. And you know, and, and I would do the same thing. I think that a lot of people, they'll, they'll, when they, like when they get a, when they get a handful of quarters, they put it in with it, with whatever change they have in their pocket. And then they run to all the quarters in their pocket is gone. Whether that's, you know, contributing a dollar to the house or, or whatever it is. I mean, I, I would do the same thing. It's, it's just, it's a convenience thing. So I just pulled up my note. Now I did count all the quarters just to see what my net was. Uh But before I ran everything that was left in the change machine through, I ran everything through that was in a game. I see. And 762 plays. Wow. Across all the machines, I had 762 plays. That's that's pretty strong, yep. man. That's I mean, so they spent $190.50 in your game room is what they uh, did. They sp- it was my $190. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, that's that's running 100 that's essentially running 191 bucks through through your game room. That's pretty strong. So, it's pretty strong. And then, so that was Saturday, the following Wednesday, I had my team from work over here. I hosted our annual, you know, holiday, Christmas, New Year get together. And this this year, we've got some out of town folks on the team. And so this year, we were all actually able to get together. They came in town for a couple days and visited the office. So there was only about six of us plus me, you know, it was a real small get together, just a couple hours. It was Wednesday afternoon. But when that was done, yeah, I was. It was just like, oh, yeah. because now what you're about to go through, yeah, you're kind of done. With I was it. done. Yeah, you know, yeah. I did the whole family for Thanksgiving. I yeah. did the big blowout for uh, my annual birthday party. Yeah, and I did the team meeting. Yeah, so. no, that's that, that's good. I mean, it's yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's it's just that time of year, man. That's that's how it goes. Oh, so a couple quick shout outs. It, it, when I invite folks over for the party, I say, look, it's my birthday party, but don't bring anything. Yeah. You know, you're not, please don't. And, yeah. But people still do. If you want to bring food, bring food, but you're not required to just come and play my game. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. I did receive uh, from a, a buddy of mine, uh, Jeremy, and his brother. And unfortunately, I've met his brother several times and I, I've never, I, I can't commit his brother's name to memory. I apologize. I mean, I see Jeremy quite a bit. But they brought me 
a homemade, handmade, very nicely made shadow box. Okay. Marquee shadow box with a kangaroo marquee in it. it which is cool. I've seen it. It's yeah. nice. And, and I first met Jeremy at, a, at one of the sales that we had for some of Jimmy's equipment and okay. it actually that was one of the marquees he'd picked up so they bought <laughs> okay, me this okay. really cool backlit shadow box so it goes full circle it does it goes yeah. full circle yep. and now I'm going to lean over and get this I don't know if I can toss this fill okay. time Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I am filling time. Brent's okay. picking. Whoa, dude, that's did a you stack a cup? Well, that's just a, th- a fourth of them. Let me really? see if I can throw this across the room. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, gotcha. And, and uh, I got it. That, did, you, did you like how that? Did you see, I picked that up. It, you know what the backstop was? Hey, man, that's your 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 tablet was the backstop. Well, you know, it serves multiple purposes. Hey, it says Brent's Arcade on it. That's yep. awesome. So who who did that? My sister and my aunt had those made for me as coin cups. That That is pretty sweet. So they had a hundred of them. Uh, they did the artwork and then had a hundred of them made up huh. so that I could keep them down here and people could put their coins in them. That's pretty strong. I like that. I like that. So that was an awesome gift. Yes, very much so. It's functional and it's uh, it's got some novelty to it as well. Yeah, so that's sweet. So, man, it's it's been a busy few weeks. And like I said, right now, I'm on the backside of all of it. Now I just get to enjoy Christmas and that's it. Yeah. You know, that's, I no, pretty that's, much, that's great. Pretty much I am done. And yours yeah. is about ready to wind, uh, start up. Yeah, it is. And, and, and you know something that's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a time of year that I look forward to every single year because it's, it's just, it's family. It's just good quality family time for us. We, you know, we spend a lot of time downstairs, uh, you know, in the basement, uh, spend a lot of time in the game room this year. I know catching up on movies, just, I mean, not, not having the pressures of the other 350 days of the year that weigh on, <laughs> that kind of weigh on you. Uh, this is, this is a welcome respite is what it is really what it turns into. So I'm looking forward to it and we'll have, we'll have family over multiple times and, uh, we'll do some, some get togethers through work and everything like that. So it, it, it always turns out to be a very fun time. But, but, yeah, but leading <laughs> up to that, okay, you, you run yourself to death. Yes, you do. You definitely do run run yourself to death. So I, I mentioned this at the at the head of the show that uh, my wife Jackie has it just one of the big requests that she had is she's like Whitney, I just I, you know I just want a lot of the games to be playable and I want all the pinball machines to run because she goes I I really really want to play you know want to play some pinball over the break and it's like okay, honey, no problem. So the only pinball machine Brent that I that I I really have anything outstanding on is my ACDC okay and and admittedly it has it has not gotten a lot of attention over the past months okay maybe even the past six or seven months it's kind of just been sitting poor neglected I know I know poor neglected pinball but it's really just kind of been sitting over over in a corner uh, for lack of a better term but I thought you know something I'm I'm almost at the home stretch with this and all I really need to do is just log a few nights on it or you know log a log a weekend on it and and it'll be done so uh so nonetheless uh just just as a refresher and i call this my acdc promium because as i've gone through it 
you know, it is a pro, but I, I've I, I premium fied it. I, I've 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 premiumed it up a little bit because I like the looks of of the premium so much, just from a color palette and just a just a presentation, a fit and finish perspective. But I really like the table of a pro more than I like the table of a premium. So so I've I've just taken mine and and just and done, just done a few things to it. So just as a quick refresher before I get into kind of what I've been working on. Uh, I've installed red powder coated armor on it. Uh, it's got the full coin taker LED treatment. And I will say this, uh, every light in it is purple, Brent, and it looks lovely. Okay. All completely purple. All right. Like purple GI? Exactly. Purple GI, purple inserts. I mean, just the whole nine yards. Are you, you, you fired up. Are you it, serious? It, you fire it up and it looks like grape ape. You know are what I'm saying? Serious? No, 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 no. I was I'm, like, I'm not no, sure. No, I'm carrying the joke forward from the last episode, which was carried off was of like, another show. Okay. And Jeff were having yeah. a stroke. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, man, you, you fire that baby up and, and grapes just <laughs> flow up through the th- flow up through the glass, you know. It's oh, everywhere. No, I no, thought no. you were serious. No, I no, no, not at all. No, 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 not at all. No, I've like I say, I've done full coin takers on it, the two LED uh, coin takers, and Brent, my, my ACDC's got that nice, bright, white, clean look to it, and it just, oh, it just looks beautiful. And Brent, this is something that I've done, and I was so thankful to see that the Ghostbusters does not suffer from this malady, okay? But <laughs> this I, malady. Yes, in, in my book, it is a malady, okay? But uh, I, I yanked the chrome T-molding off, and I put I swapped it for black matte, okay? And I've done that on my, on my Tron and my Iron Man, and I'm telling you, it looks a thousand times better, okay? Yeah, I've got the... Because you're... Did, was it chrome like on the CSI? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so my ACDC and my Tron and my Iron Man all looked like no i'm sorry iron man had red on it but i still swapped it for black but my my tron and my acdc uh both looked like your csi and i yanked that stuff off mm-hmm. and i put bl- i put black in its place and let me tell you it, it truly given the color given the color scheme of this game i might do purple yeah there you go you're you on go. you're on to something man you're on to something you, you keep keep going down that road man i think you can keep dream, yeah in the dream yeah keep, let's let's just keep digging that up and so um the other the other two items that I've done is I, I did swap out a premium translate for the pro translate and um, I did get Steve Ritchie to sign the premium translate for me at Pinball Expo when we were there what Brent back in 2013 I guess it's actually yeah. been three, three years it's ago been now three years. three years ago now so and, and that's looking really good and I, I've just always really loved the artwork of the premium translate and the red armor together for whatever reason those two look like they really go together and that's the look that I wanted on my machine without without it being a premium so I guess uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery when it comes to that. And I did; it does have a flipper fidelity sound system in it, and uh, I did wire it for a sub. So at some point, I, I do need to do a Facebook album on it because I do have a lot of before and after pictures. And I mean, it's a pretty stark difference. I, I'm so far behind on pictures. Uh, yeah, I mean, me I, too. Me too, man. I still I, have. I am, I am. I still have the laser blaze pictures to put up. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> yeah. Oh the, yeah. And the uh, the laser tag museum. Yes. Yes. Cool I remember pictures, that. Yeah. And I've got Back to the Future 
uh, we're gonna have a picture dump here by well, the end of the year. And, and you know something, you do bring up a valid point. And when we get into the feedback section of the show, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it now, and I will say it again there as well. Brent, we've had a lot of people send us feedback and, and even some comments on the website. And, and Brent, I have just in everybody listening, I've been running so far behind, and it is not out of desire. It's just out of bandwidth is mm-hmm. what it is. And so I apologize straight up, but oh, I, well, will, well, I will get to everything. I when, will. When I got I, through my events, yeah. I, I was I didn't know what to do because yeah. I didn't have anything to do. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. But uh, but nonetheless, um, we'll certainly get to that, and I do want to do a Facebook album on it. But here's what I've done over the past week or so. Uh, I did install a shaker motor in it, and I've had that sitting kind of in, in on a shelf ready to go. Uh, and this is something that, that I really, really liked. You can get on Pinside and look up a mod. It's called the Hemi Bell Mod, and it's a swinging bell mod for uh, the for, what bell? It's called it's called the Hemi Bell. Hemi mod. like Hemi motor, like H E M I. Yeah, like H E M I. Yeah, what? it's where's that name come the from? Hemi Bell mod, and um, it, it's it's the handle the guy who makes it is oh, what it is on, okay. on Pinside. Okay, All right. and so I was like, uh, what does this have to do with the Chrysler? Uh, no, 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 no okay. nothing. But but what it does is it takes the real cheapy bell that's on a Pro that is stationary and and has no pendulum in it or anything like that, and it and it and it gets you about halfway in my mind to how the bell on a on a premium or on an LE or even on the on the newer uh, LED pros works. It, the, the bell itself doesn't articulate and doesn't swing back and forth. Now the bell housing is still stationary, but the but the the pendulum or the ringer inside the bell, I guess maybe the pentel or what I I don't really know the proper name for that. I've never actually had to look that up, but, it, but nonetheless, <laughs> the but, clacker. Uh, the clacker. There you go. But now, Brent, the clacker is is, is a, we're going to run with that, okay? Go ahead. And people, and people are out there going, these guys are horrible, you know. But now, Brent, the clacker. You should see is, my Google history after a show. Anyway, yes, the clacker. Yes, but now, Brent, the clacker uh, is actually on a is actually um, on a swing is is on a loop, a threaded loop that goes up through the top of the bell. Now, I was close. It's called it, a clapper. A clapper. Okay, thank you. So so now the clapper swings and articulates inside the bell okay and so when you not so when you launch the ball up to the up to the bell the ball will hit the clapper and then the clapper will then hit the switch okay okay and that's how it works and then the clapper then ejects the ball back out which is the same motion as before or a stock or oem where the ball would just run up the the channel underneath the bell hit the switch and then bounce right back out okay on the pros what it does it just it just gives it some it, it just adds some motion to the play field is what it does but it's really real it's it's nice and i think uh since stern has elected not to uh release a mod kit for the older pros like i have the 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 incandescent pro the pros that were originally incandescents to to retrofit them with the swinging bell from the newer pros, they were supposed to do they that. Were, they, they they there was talk that that was that was supposed to happen, but it never did materialize. This is really the only viable option that we have. Okay, so I've got that installed and it's and it's it's working good. And then Brent, what I did, and I will include these in the blog post because um, I, I'm going to talk about in in 
classic just podcast awesomeness. I'm going to talk about what you and I can see and nobody else can. Okay, but but like I say, I will have these in the show notes. So you are going to really push the boundary of of explaining something that's very visual in an audio in an audio format. That's exactly right, and uh, probably lose three listeners in the process. But (laughs) hopefully, hopefully they'll pick back up in three minutes and then go go look at the show notes. But Brent, I got in touch with. The Mod Father. Okay. And I talked to the Mod Father on Pinside, and he hooked me up, and I sent him my bell, okay, out of my ACDC. And I also uh, was able to pick up, and, uh, and I actually. You know what? I've got a spare of these. If anybody, if if anybody wants a train out of an ACDC premium, let me know because I've got one to sell. Okay, because what I what I wound up doing was, um, in order to get a good deal on the trains, I bought two of them with the intent of selling the other. Now it's okay? out of a what now? It's the train that's out of an ACDC premium or LE. Oh, I thought you said pro. No, maybe I did. But I think I, you I meant, did. Okay, I was like, apologies. Well, then you'd end up with three because Strike you'd have that. one in your game. No, no. No, my pro, the pros did not come with it. Did not come okay. with a. Did not come with an articulated train. The pros came with a, a slice of plastic with a train printed on top of it, kind of like sitting over in the corner, kind of like know? in Ghostbusters. The difference between the library plastic and the library right. itself. Right, that's yeah, exactly gotcha. right, and that's exactly the difference here. But um, I've always loved the look of that train, and so I was able to find two trains, and um, in, in order to dollar cost average out the purchase of my train i would like to sell the second so if anybody wants a premium train let me know i got one for sale but nonetheless i took the bell out of my out of my pro and i took the train and i sent them to the mod father and and he did a fantastic job of painting these brand and i and in the show notes you can see the before and the after pictures of both the bell okay as it was stock and after i received it back from the mod father and the train as as it was stock, and 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 you see that the before picture is as it is installed in a premium or in an LE. Okay, mm-hmm. that, I mean that's that's it. That's how it was installed in the game. Okay, and then you look at the picture of what the mod father sent back to me, and it is it, it's it, it's well, Brent, it's it's amazing. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, a relatively it's a relatively detailed sculpt. Yes, it is for a pinball yeah. static toy. Yes, it is. I mean, even down to like rivets on the on the boiler uh, and. Yeah. Yes, yes. And he, even but just, they didn't go they didn't go very far in terms of paint. No, no they did not. It's mostly just black with the with a couple of the ACDC logos in gold and or bronze and then, you know, the devil horns on the on the top of the boiler. But hey man, take a look even oh, it's com- e- yeah. even on the coal, even on the coal cart on the back of the locomotive he even oh, painted to, that up and dressed that up I as well scroll. yeah yeah you got to scroll to see it but uh but yeah you look at the window uh you know for for where the for where the engineer would sit in the locomotive and everything like that and and the mod father did a fantastic job and he was very fair with me on it and i'm going to install both of those and i just so i just cannot wait is this a substantial good. mold because you know the first thing i think of is if some somewhere down the road it uh-huh. takes a, a a stern ball hit, 
no pun intended on the stern part, yeah. and cracked it. Oh, I no, mean, that's not going to happen. Okay. No, no, it, it can't. Because what it is... Obviously, well, just keeping no, the other piece. Well, I'm not going to say that it can't, but it is made of... A, it's made of... Um, it's stout. It, it's stout, but it still has a little bit of give to it, okay? Gotcha. So, so, it, so can you, like, take it and bend it in half? No, you can't. But if you, pr- if you put some pressure on it with your thumb, it will bend, okay? And, and, and I guess this is a different deal than something that's like a flat plastic that's where it could get hit hit edge like, on. like an abs or something yeah like, that. like a like a slingshot plastic yeah, or something yeah, yeah, where it could yeah. get hit edge on and yeah, then take up no, yeah no it's this, this yeah, isn't going to totally do anything totally if the ball hits this it's actually just going to kind of go thud and then fall and, then, and then fall off of it because it's going to lose all of its momentum when it hits okay so um so got that um and, and i've got the bell in um the locomotive goes i've already got it planned out to how that's going to go in and get that wired up because it actually has a little led flasher in the front um, and then I am running through the install of the Pinbits uh, LED flashers, and those are the those are replacement flashers for the lightning for the three lightning bolts uh, flashers that are on the playfield, and and these replacement flashers are just uh, they're they're unbelievable. They they just look so so good. The only two things that I have left left to do on this Brent is uh, the Cliffies. I've got to install the Cliffy protectors on it, which I am going to do, and I've already started studying what that's going to be, and it's actually kind of a bear on this machine. But I'm going to install my cliffies, and then Brent. This is something that I'm going to do. Um, I'm kind of taking a cue on uh, a cue on this from you. Okay. Oh, there's your there's your first mistake. Well, it, we'll see how this works out. But man, I'm going to order uh, I'm going to order some flipper rubbers from Titan, and then I don't know that I'll have them in by Christmas. And if I don't, that's it's no big deal. I mean, th- th- this is all additive, man. So I can do this at any point. But. I am going to order some uh, some some of the Titan uh, flipper rubbers uh, for my games and give them a shot. The only thing that I am not prepared to do, though, is to flip an entire game over to the Titan silicone. Okay, mm-hmm. and have I mean, have you flipped an entire game over? Oh yeah, to, most, oh, the, every silicone, every silicone, every rubber uh-huh. in. Uh, Back to the Future is the silicone from Titan. Is the silicone from Titan. Now, here's here's the only rub that I've got with their website, okay, is I started building a cart. And I think you mentioned this on the last show, okay, Mm -hmm. or to to some extent you mentioned this on the last show. So I started building a cart, okay, and then I'm I'm sitting there thinking, okay, if I'm going to do something with ACDC, why don't I just go ahead and and look at what it would take to to convert, you know, to convert ACDC over to that? Because I've started noticing, even just due to it, age ever so slightly some of the post rubbers and stuff are starting to get just just a little bit of crack just a little mm-hmm. bit of crack yeah, and stuff like that so it's starting it's it's getting to be time okay so i so i you know I, I created an account on their site i sign in and i put the flipper rubbers in the cart and then Brent, I, I go back to the i go back to my ecdc manual a day later or so and start looking at all the rubbers and everything like that because you have to match it up to what it, the sizes and everything you know inside mm-hmm. outside diameters and everything like that on on titan site all the things that i would that you'd normally expect to do but Brent, i don't know if it was just me or if it's their site or their cart system but i would go back and and add more stuff into the cart and then come back to it a day and a half later and then have to start over again yeah, it was and then have to start over again and it wasn't persisting the cart 
art contents. And it was actually kind of frustrating. And it's like, I've got to build all this offline and then sit down and just punch it all in in one sitting yep. and then be done with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly stoked about that because I was hoping that I could build it like a mouse or cart yep. where you could build it as you go. But it, that's it obviously it, not going to be the case. It held it within your account. I was it, hoping that was going to be the case, but it didn't work out so, that way. And I, I'm not going to toss names out here because I'll probably get them backwards. But like, okay. the last time I ordered parts, uh-huh. w- which was here recently when I was doing Back to the Future, yeah. I had to get uh, parts, as we often do, from multiple vendors. Yeah, yeah. And one of the common pinball vendors, their cart would persist. Yes. And honestly, I didn't look at it on a mach- on a different machine. So I don't know if it was writing it in a cookie on my machine locally yeah, or if no, it was tagged no, to my account I was, no i was doing it all on one machine okay so but yeah. another won't yes so i discovered that pretty quick and yes. what i ended up and i'm kind of sensitive to that so even yes, like yeah. when i order electronics parts if i know it's going to be a multi-day thing uh-huh. just to make sure before i close the browser yeah i will screenshot that baby well i'll <laughs> even just like uh do a control a select it all uh-huh. and then I'll, I'll write it all to like a word doc yeah there you so go so that i could at a minimum if i have to rebuild it i can copy and paste well what i do is i screenshot it and throw it into my one note because i've almost always got one note up and running mm-hmm. and that's just and then i'll just make a page in there and then just screenshot it and dump it into there and that's what i've had to do with titan yeah. and, and, and it i mean it kind of bothers me because it's it's a lot and now what i can see is it's it's a lot more work on my part in order to build a cart in their on their system if you have to do research before you actually yeah. pull the trigger well what i ended up doing with, with the parts that i ordered yeah tighten aside yeah is i basically wrote a matrix in a notebook yeah, yeah. and as i would go through I, okay i need this and then i had it's available here and here yeah and here yeah, was the pricing yeah, yeah. and then when i had the entire machine torn down i knew all the parts i needed i brought both of them up in a browser yeah and i can't remember like i said of the of the major vendors one would persist and the other wouldn't yeah so i just went through my list and ordered or and then bought everything at the same it time. bought everything same time yeah, yeah. And, and and i know some people will likely say well hey you can you know kind you know titan has got these these uh kit databases they've got a kit database or a game database where you can go in and order a kit based upon your your game yeah and that's all fine and good i don't don't get me wrong on that but i quite honestly i just i kind of trust just building it myself because i just want to verify in case there's something different with my machine or i don't want everything translucent <laughs> you know yeah and i noticed that are a lot gonna... of their kits are just like all translucent well yeah. the the Here's the thing with the database, because there was an entry for Back to the Future, and the database is cool, Yeah, but I almost wish it would just give you a menu of the sizes. That's what I wish. And and it's up to, if Brent Griffith put the... um, put together the database for ACDC or uh-huh. Back to the Future, uh-huh. or I made another entry for Back to the Future, it's my selection. Yeah. And whoever put the one in for Back to the Future, there's a lot of pink in that game. Yeah. And I got some a, a lot of uh, pink rubbers, but there's also a lot of red at, up by the pop. So all those on mine are red. Yeah, okay. And it, it, it's it's up to the person that designed it. So yeah. I may go through there and I'm like, I don't want this much pink. Okay, well, yeah. this rubber. I Maybe just a list of all the sizes uh-huh. and then a way to either vary the colors vary the colors yeah. or just say give them all to me in one color that, or that's it that's and that it. was my question like on the acdc were you going to do them all in one color or were you going to try to 
No, I, I'm, I'm going to location. No, I'm going I'm to match the location slash stock. So there's there's a lot of black in ACDC, mm-hmm. and and I want to keep it that way. Okay, and, and yeah. so so it, it, I don't think that that will be terribly terribly hard. But one thing I did notice is on their site, there's also multiple um, multiple uh, you know kits for a given uh, for a given game. And you may see like Ghostbusters slash George, Ghostbusters slash Tom, you know, Back to the Future slash Brent, yep. ACDC slash Whitney. And it's like, okay, that I mean, obviously that's the kit that George did or Tom did or Brent did, but you go in and look at it and then the kit's already pre-built with that's their color yes, selection. exactly. And it's like, that's not really what I'm after. It's right. not what I want. Yep. But anyway, all things aside, I, I, I think Titan's products are top quality. There's no no doubt. I just wish that they could make that database either hierarchical to where you you could look at like all the Back to the Futures at once, and then it was a little like you could see a preview of the kid, or or it was just the sizes like you mentioned, yep. and then you could put that put that kit in your cart and then choose the colors once the kit is in the cart. Yeah, that that's what I wish, but maybe maybe that's something that'll come along because that would be so future. nice. Like like yeah. me where I had finally gone through once I realized how I needed to make this work in my mind yeah and i had made the list of all of my sizes to colors yep yep. it would have been so helpful if i could have just bam they're all the sizes are there and yeah. then like pick boxes yes yes that that's exactly what i'm colors. going that's what i'm yeah. going after so now, anyway it's all good I, I mean i'll get it done and, and titan you know if you hear this or if anybody says oh hey the guys were talking about titan on, on this show so guys if it, it, titan if you if you guys hear this you're, you're going to get our order you're going to get my oh, money yeah. there's no doubt about it i want your product i, I just wish that it were just a little bit easier easier to work with on on the side and in the cart that's all so anyway and, I, and i'll order know. more have oh you, yeah have you seen the picture floating around the uh the face there's one of the pinball facebook pages it's of a ghostbusters with the titan blacklight reactive rubbers oh yes oh my and it looks awesome it looks awesome and I almost want to do that in my Tron because if there's oh, a, if, yes. if I've got any other game that is worthy of that type of of rubber, it is Tron. And and I'm sitting there thinking it's like you know what Ghostbusters and Tron may actually get yes. some of those. You know, no I, joke. the picture it was asked. I think that the person had put like a strip of UV LEDs like at the top of the apron okay. to like light them. Yeah. I mean, look where my game is. It's right under. It's four right blacklight. It's right under them. Four blacklight tubes. Yes. You know. Yeah, and so it it would it would look it would look killer oh. that way. Yeah, yeah. I saw that and uh, see now that would be one where I'm like, do you, all right, does somebody have already in the database all the rubber sizes? Yeah, you got. I don't know. You got to. You got to hope that they're all right well see that that's just yeah. it that's just it but then you, you just say give me this in that color yeah done done and it's done exactly yeah. so no it's it's all good it's all good i'll get it done it's just it's just more it's more work on the front side to to collect all the data then you sit down at your computer and then rapid fire it all in and hope that your cart persists long enough for you to get your order in that that's the thing is i don't know does the cart live an hour does it live three hours or does it live six i I have no idea because it definitely didn't live a day i'll say that so anyway it's all good and i'm looking forward to getting that done so uh, the other thing uh, that I wanted to bring up, Brent. So moving off the ACDC and, mm-hmm. and the flipper rubbers and all that, dude. I got in my uh, my Brahmin, my BM two thirty five. Yes, 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 yes. And I will say this, okay, uh, just as a just as a, a public service announcement. All right. 
Um, I bought mine on eBay. Okay. Okay. And I I know we talked about them being 125 bucks at Amazon. All right. Remember last last month? Yeah. That was that was brought up. I, I brought that up. I said if you go and, on and Amazon, it came you right can, from Dave. Right. It did. Yeah. Because yes. I, I remember him mentioning on some. He, he's trying different avenues to yes. figure out the best way to get y- worldwide. Y- y- yeah. Yep. Yep. So so here's the thing. Okay. It was yes. It was 125 bucks on Amazon. No 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 bubbles. No troubles. You can go that route and get it that way. Now if, if you're if you're an eBayer though. And Brent, I, I'm I'm actually kind of glad that I did not uh, buy it through Amazon at this point. And here's the reason why: because maybe four or five days after we recorded last month's episode, and this always happens around the holiday. I, I notice eBay does this all around all holidays. Okay, Fourth of July they'll do it, Memorial Day they'll do it, Labor Day they'll do it, Thanksgiving, Christmas they they do it actually several times. Um, if you, if you're an eBayer and you you've had your account running for any length of time, and you're enrolled in what in, in a rewards program on eBay called the eBay Bucks program, and never heard out, of it. you've never heard of it. Okay, no. so if you're enrolled in the eBay Bucks program. What they'll do around the holidays is they will send you an activation code and it'll be good for like two days or three days. And then you'll get like either eight or 10 percent of your purchase back in eBay bucks. Okay. Okay. So what I did, Brent, is um, I went ahead and I think the shipping, the the multimeter cost like right at a hundred dollars, and then the shipping was twenty two ninety five or something like that. Yeah, because I just did like if you order directly from Dave, it's one hundred thirty five Australian, which uh-huh. is. 9980 today yeah. as we record. Yeah. It's 9986 US plus whatever the shipping plus is. Plus whatever the yeah. shipping is. Okay, so it was right about the same on mm-hmm. eBay, okay? So it came out to be uh, right around 100 or 101 dollars in the shipping, okay? So I did not so so on that particular offer, I got 10% of my purchase back, okay? So I didn't get 10% on the shipping, but I did get 10% on the multimeter. So because mm-hmm. eBay doesn't give you the the credit the the bucks credit on shipping only on the purchase price of the item so then what what i did brent is i, I went ahead and paid for it, it was like 101 dollars and then i got 10 percent of that back okay so so i wound up getting the multimeter for roughly 10 to 11 dollars cheaper than what i could have gotten it on amazon gotcha. is, is how it yep. worked is how it worked itself out okay so th- maybe that's a little situational but hey if you're an ebayer and you're in the bucks program keep an eye out for those emails because eBay will email you that offer, and it's only good for you, um, you as the you as the buyer. But and they come around from time to time, and I was I was like, hey, you know, I can I can save you know ten to eleven bucks on this multimeter. I'm going to go and get it now. So, I'm just excited. So it I finally itself out. I'm just excited. I finally spent your money, and that you did, buddy. That you did. But you know what? Uh, you spent ninety percent of it instead of a hundred. So it, so it, <laughs> it, it, it works out. But hey, a dollar spent is still a dollar spent. You know, so that so that's how it goes. Um, one thing I'm going to Brent in yeah, the show I, notes. I, I'm going to come back to that. Okay, okay. I, that's going to be the very last thing. So I, it, this is that that's a very neat angle. That, that I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what your take on that's going to be. Okay, okay. so um, for anybody, uh, for anybody, and, and I want some feedback on that. If, if uh, for other listeners that may have that may have done this as well. So um, for anybody listening to the show for for a bit, they'll know that I'm a closet 2600 freak and uh, fanboy. However, this goes. So um, Brent, I tell you, I have been crowd surfing. Okay, the Facebook groups, the Atari Facebook groups, and you know something you. Can can get some good cartridge 
boxed cartridge deals on Facebook way better than you can on eBay. Okay. I think everybody's done with eBay. I know yes, our, on yes. the arcade side, people have been just over eBay since yeah. they kind of shifted more to like an yeah. Amazon. We yeah. want a new goods yes. storefront type model. That's exactly yeah. right. And so, so Brent, so I have, I have um, gone into some of the groups, some of the Atari groups on fa- on Facebook and set up a couple of safe searches and stuff like that. And you get notified and it works really well. And I found a few buyers that, that, that are selling uh, cartridges, not new in box. Okay. Some sealed, some not, but still complete in box. And, and, and Brent, I'm very particular about my condition. Okay, I am, because I, I think I mentioned this uh, a show or two ago. But I've got a budding uh, bucket list project that I want to do with some Atari, mostly Activision box art. Okay, and but I'll, that, I'm going to save that for another day for when I'm actually actually able to execute on that. But anyway, so I, I found some boxed Atari carts, and I was so happy to get them because Brent, look, look at that list. Okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I got a Miss Pac-Man, in, uh, so Raiders Lost Ark in the complete box. I always like the, the 2600 Miss Pac. I, oh, I do too. It's fun. I got Miss Pac-Man. I got Kangaroo. I got Asteroid, and I like the 2600 Kangaroo too. I thought it was I, fun. I did. I'm sure I've got it, but I can't remember. Yeah, it. it's not bad, man. It's not bad at all. Now, oddly enough, I always like the Asteroids. I did too. I did yep. too. And I got Asteroids complete in box, very very good condition. And then Brent, one of my perennial favorites, Dodge them. I, I I just always love Dodge them. You know what I love about Dodge them is when you're going full throttle and you take your joystick and you like rail it up and then the car goes like that is, is it switching I'm lanes and everything see, it's, not, see, this is oh, it is, it is so much fun I, I just absolutely love dodge them okay and so, so i know i've played it i'm, I'm gonna have to go look at a picture yeah yeah look, look it up look oh, it up You'll, yes yeah yep, you, yep. you remember that now yep, i do and, and, the, yep. and the cars make that screeching sound as they switch lanes yep. and everything like that it's just absolutely brilliant so man, so those five games in boxes, okay, and Brent, I wound up paying like like between twenty five and twenty seven bucks for the entire lot. Oh wow, yeah, I that's mean, crazy. It, yeah, it's like four and five bucks a piece, man. That, that's you know? almost back to yeah. the the thrift store days when I used to be able to walk exactly. into a thrift store, exactly. pick up a game I didn't have, I, I, you know, know, a couple every day, every two yeah. or three days. Yep, yep, yep. And so that's wow. Yeah. So, but but it just takes finding the right guy selling the right game at the right time and then bam you know you just say you just offer offer a price and roll on it you know so it, it worked out pretty well so so um so 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 got me some carts okay in boxes and i was so happy about that and then brent th- this is something that we spent a lot of time um and, and you know, well, I'm, I'm going to loop back around. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, and it's because I get excited, and it's like, no, yeah. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about this at the proper time. But Brent, um, this has been all the rage on Facebook, and what I'm talking about is the Atari flashback portable. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, you and I spent probably a good 20 minutes talking about that baby before we ever even hit the red button to start recording this month's show. All right, and so. So I did get one of those this month, and uh, like most people on Facebook, I did the uh, I did the the tried and uh, I did I did the I did the proven route, the, the tried and true route of I went to best uh, I'm sorry Best Buy I went to Bed Bath <laughs> I saw those bees I went to there. Best Bath yeah Best Bath and Best Bath and Buy is where I went. No, I went to a Bed Bath and Beyond. I felt a little weird walking in the store. You know, it's just it's a guy thing. But anyway, I walked in. 
Uh, I had my 20% off coupon. It was listed $39.99. Uh, I got the 20% off and walked out with it around 32 bucks and and you know and after you know, 32 bucks and some change after tax. Okay. So um, I thought I had a really, I thought I got a really good deal on it, and it worked out because it, here's the thing, okay? Because it was, uh, it was on a Sunday, and uh, my daughter Grace and I had ridden to town, and we live, we live 35, 40 miles Listen away. Listen to you, from, we, we from, rode from, to from town, where, yeah. So we rode to town, you know, in 2016. What'd you do? We rode to town, you know, and so, so we rode to town. We went to a Michaels so we could get some craft, uh, some some yeah, craft Michaels items. Yeah, Michaels is a chain craft mm-hmm. store. It's a chain that, craft store. part of the country. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. And we went to Michael's and uh, got some craft items for a science project that Grace is working on. Okay. You know, and, Dodgem's on that, don't you? I just, I, yeah, I've been trying to find yeah, a game yeah. list. Yeah, it's it's there. And you know, there's some real duds on the game list, but there's some really good ones on there too. But anyway, so we went to Michael's and got the, got the items for her science project. Now you may ask, what science project was she doing? So I Whitney. cannot bring it. Yeah, go, go ahead. What Brent. science project was she doing? Brent, I'm glad you asked, okay? so what I, was, she, I was reading the game list. Yeah. No, it's all good, dude. No, so she had to construct uh, She had to construct a boron atom, okay? And so we had to go get the styrofoam uh, balls. As one does on as, a weekend, As yes. one does on a Sunday. You, you construct a, uh, a model, a 3D model of boron atom. So. Yeah, okay. Nonetheless, that's what she is. That's that. Listen, that's the element that she picked. Okay, out of the periodic table, and I'm glad she didn't pick something with a like a super high, you know, super high number or anything like that. Because trust me, we would have been working on that baby for hours. Okay, <laughs> so so she she kept it at boron. It was five, and so it worked out pretty well. I'm like, honey, you hit the sweet spot, and we were able to get it able to get it done. But uh, it, was, it was a fun project for her and I to do. But uh, so anyway, so we finish up at Michael's, and I'm I'm sitting there thinking, it's like you know what. We're we're pretty close to Bed Bath and Beyond. I wonder if they've got any of those flashback portables. And so I'm rifling through some of the mail that that was in the car from that I picked out of the mailbox the prior day. And you know what, Brent? Sure enough, there's that blue and white striped piece of paper from Bed Bath and Beyond. And I, I picked it out of the out of the pile of mail and I looked over at Grace and I said, "We're gonna go and Daddy's gonna get something here real fast at Bed Bath and Beyond." And she's like, "Okay, Daddy." So we rode over to Bed Bath and Beyond. No, wait. Did you in. mention that they offer those coupons? It, I'm sorry. I was now. I'm reading on boron. Yeah, no, no. It's it's <laughs> okay. I've looked up the atomic number of boron. Yeah, exactly. And it is, five, it is five. I do know that. Yep. Yes. Yeah. The valence shells and all that. Yeah. I was so taking we a look got at all the, that. Yep, I was yep. going to say we did. It's we not did too all difficult. that. Yeah. Okay, no. It's not. It's, the, yep. Yeah. We we did the valence shells. We did all that. It was it was actually pretty uh, pretty impressive when we got it done. But nonetheless. Um, Okay, what, was, okay. what was your question again? Uh, did you mention for like for folks that aren't stateside? <laughs> yes. and I don't even know if Bed Bath and Beyond is a thing all across the U.S. They they offer often mail out these twenty percent off yes, they, offers. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah, and my wife likes to shop there periodically, so we're on the mailing list, and they they mail out twenty percent off a single item coupons, or you can go to their website and and print off a coupon or use it online as well. Okay, so they're pretty coupon. Uh, they're they're you know what, dude, they're the harbor freight of the inside of your house yeah. is what they are they do not offer boron which is good which is good i'm not really sure what good it would do any yeah, of but us yeah. but they don't have any they, they don't have any of that but you can get a coupon for them pretty easily man it's it's not a challenge and so we strolled into the bed bath and beyond walked around looked at all the stuff grace wanted to look at i was eventually able to weasel my way over to the table that had the flashback portable the flashback seven and the sega genesis portable 
And I, you know, I can just kind of walk around the table and looked around. And I picked up the flashback portable, and you know what Grace said to me? She goes, Daddy, you're not going to get that, are you? <laughs> and I said, yes, honey, I am. And then you know what she said to me? She goes, Daddy, we've already got so many games. And I'm like, I'm like, but honey, Daddy needs a flashback portable. And then you know what she said to me? She what? goes, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, did she say it like that? Yeah, she did. Like, yeah, 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 she put it. She put her little hand on her hip, and she goes, "No, you don't." And, and I'm like, "But Grace, Daddy wants one." And she goes, "Okay, that's good enough for me." She goes, "Let's Gosh, go." That's funny. Yeah. And so we checked out, and we rolled on home with it. And Daddy had the flashback portable, so. I have, uh, I've since unboxed my flashback portable, charged it up, powered it up, and oh, so uh, it's rechargeable. It doesn't take batteries. It, it, no, it is rechargeable. Okay. okay, so you can recharge it with a with, with a USB cable. Okay, and um, and that's that's pretty nice. And it does come partially charged anyway, so you can power it up. At least mine did. You can power it up right out of the box, which I thought that was pretty nice. And uh, you know, Brent, my initial impressions on the flashback portable are actually very positive. Okay, I think I think at games, who is the manufacturer. Of, of the of the portables and and the flashback series right now you know at this current time I think they did a good job with this okay the screen is not it's it's not the best screen but it's a really good screen for for what it is the buttons have got a good tactile feel to them and what I appreciate what they did about the flashback portable is the six buttons that are on the front of it uh, map to the six buttons on a heavy sixer okay. Okay. So that so that's the way yeah, that, that works. Yeah, I see that there's one red button, which I assume is your fire button. Yeah, correct, yeah. correct. And uh, that would be that would be uh, the same as the fire button on, on the joystick there. And um, you know the, the control pad's a little different. Uh, you know, it's got it's got like a circular kind of um, kind of uh, I don't know. It's almost kind of like a sliding pad, I guess. Kind of like so a, you can uh, think, think basically, of, I think they call these in the in the modern gamers world. It's a D pad. A D pad. Yes, yes, it's a D pad. Yes, yes, much like what you would have on like a 3ds or 3. A 3ds XL or something like that, and it's got that same feel to it to me, and um, it it works. It's it's no problem. It works well, and you know something. You take this out of the box, and I was surprised by how substantial it feels. It's got a good weight to it, Uh, not not hefty, but not light either. So it it palms good, I guess is the best way to say it. It sounds good to me. The the screen is good. And I do like the menu system on it, okay? It's it's pleasing to the eye, and it's easy to work with. I guess my only true um, criticisms of, of this, at least at this point in time, are, are two. Number one, the games that they picked, okay? Because there's 60 games loaded on this thing, Brent, in Flash, all mm-hmm. right, in, in, in permanent memory. And... Some of the games are are easy gimmies. It's like yes, I, I can't imagine uh, you know Yars Revenge not being on there, and it's there. Okay, I can't imagine you know Centipede not being on there, and it's there. Okay, or Asteroids, and it's there. But Brent, there's there's a few games on there that I just never would have thought would yeah, be like, on there. And and I, I've got a pretty good size loose card Atari collection. Okay. And I, we mentioned this on an early, early show. Yeah. This, that was kind of like the gateway drug into arcades. Yes, it is. And it is. I collected in the 90s. Okay. And it was not uncommon to find games, I, several games a week I didn't have uh-huh. for months and years uh-huh. where I could walk into thrift stores and there was 
always, always Atari and television. I mean, at one point in time years ago, I had so much in television, Sega stuff. I, I, I because it was there, and I picked it up as ancillary parts to my core collection of Atari console stuff yeah. that I went through and I clearanced it all. I mean, I didn't clearance, but I mean, I, I listed it, it all it on moved, eBay. It moved on. It yeah. moved on via yeah. eBay back yeah. when eBay was eBay. Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember ever having some of these games. I don't know what miss it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know what strip off is. Well, and some of these I think are homebrews. I mean, and here's one thing I will say about the flashback portable is this it, is the, I think we're, are you going to the slot? Because to me, that's I'm, the I'm win. Gonna, I'm okay, gonna, I'm going to mention that here in a second. Yeah, that's okay? the win for me, right yeah, there. Yeah, it, it is. It is. So, so number one, um, I guess my one criticism, number one, is is the selection of games. It just it just doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like you're getting a, a greatest hits compendium or anything like that. You're getting enough to make you want to buy it. But mm-hmm. what they're doing, and I think I think At Games is probably pretty smart by doing this, is they're they're ensuring that you will want to buy the flashback portable too because they'll have some of these games and then they'll have some more some some other uh, natural titles on the flashback portable two or the flashback portable three. So I think they kind of string you along a bit on the game selection. If you want to know the truth of it, that's, that's my take on it. Okay. But Hey, you know something? I was happy to buy this because I want to support at games so that they make a flashback portable two and they address, you know, they make it maybe a little higher quality or maybe with something, uh, like a little nub that could be, or like a little rotating dial for a paddle controller or something so I can play me some super breakout or you know, or wh- whatever that may be okay a night driver however you want to look at it um the other thing that that I think that kind of bums me a little bit is that it's emulated okay so the games that play are running through an emulator and the emulator is not 100% perfect Brent so there and one thing I will credit buying the flashback portable or one thing that I will credit the the flashback portable too is I'm now spending a little more time on Atari age than I than I typically do okay because I'm now kind of scouring Atari age looking for info on the flashback portable and seeing what works and what doesn't and there's a really nice thread on flat on on Atari age that is a, kind of like a running inventory of what works on the flashback so, portable, what does will flat out not work, so here's and the, then what doesn't emulate perfectly. Here's the works versus not works part, and I don't yeah. think you mentioned this yet, because I was looking at something else to give you a little backstory, but yeah, sure. there's an SD card slot on this. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, just yeah. Hadn't, hadn't gotten to that yet. That's, but that's yes. the win for me. It, and it is for me, and that's the reason why I bought it. Okay, That's the number one reason why I bought it. So is, you can put ROMs on it of your choosing. You can put yeah. Atari ROMs of it. If you've got like a complete Stella collection, Collection, okay, you can put your own Atari ROMs on the SD card, and then uh, on the SD card, not cart, but card, and then the flashback portable is will read those ROMs and load them up and allow you to play your ROMs. So if you want like all Activision games on that SD card, then yeah, you want to play Chopper Command and you want to play Frostbite, and, and you know, I, so, I think Enduro doesn't play perfectly, but Hero does, and, and some others. That's it. Now here's the 
the rub, though, Brent. The user interface is completely different between the games, the built-in games, and the SD and playing uh, games off the SD card. Okay, because off the SD card, all you're all you're looking at is the name of the the, the bin file. Okay, just the ROM file itself. So, can you still set the difficulty levels and all that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so what are you just like browsing a directory? You're just like, browsing yeah. a directory is what you're doing, and. And, and the the built-in menu system for the 60 built-in games is is a lot nicer than just browsing a directory. So, I guess my only rub would be um, if at some point you could uh, you, know, you could build you could essentially custom name um, the, or if you could expand the menu uh, the, the the main user interface to include what's on the SD card and it it kind of like catalogs it. That would be pretty nice. Or if at some point you could get it at games would release a later version of the portable which did like a system on a chip and like the flashback 2 was where it was actually running the 2600 processor rather than emulating the 2600 okay so and i think that would take a lot of the game compatibility so do you know the genesis uh no pun intended with what i'm about to mention yeah do you know the genesis of that that hardware and this is why it's emulated as opposed to like an fpga running uh basically a hardware equivalent equivalent in code yeah a a hardware equivalent of the original atari yeah they at games is already produced and i had to look it up because i couldn't remember what the system was they produced a Sega version. Uh-huh. It's the same hardware. That's exactly right. So and it, that's the same, not a, same case as yeah, well. It's just different yeah. colors. It's and just different colors. From what that's I understand, right. uh-huh. uh, that was a, an awesome little system as well. And yeah. I think it I think it basically does Genesis games. Yeah. You, you're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly and, right. And I can't everything no, no, I've no. heard about this thing has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and oddly enough, uh, just before the show started, uh-huh. I, I bought one. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I went ahead. I, I'd been looking to go buy one anyway, even at the retail price, if I could find one. Because Bed Bath and Beyond, for me, I I haven't been anywhere near Bed Bath and Beyond in in years. Yeah, yep. So I was willing to pay standard retail, which is what Whitney like forty forty nine fifty. It's essentially fifty bucks. Right. Yeah. So I, I was looking to pay that. Yeah. Just so that I wouldn't have to travel all the way across town to go get one and hope they had it when I got there. Yeah. Or call and try, you know, regardless. Yeah. So uh, the win for me was good reviews uh-huh. generally for what you got yep. and that card slot. So and I can put anything on it. That's, that's exactly right. Now, the, 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 I guess the carry forward for me on this is that this is a generation one product. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe it's a generation 1.1 because it's a, it's a little cleaned up version of, of this, of the say of the Genesis. Uh, yeah. I don't portable, know if they okay? made any hardware revisions. between I, the two. I but. don't think they did. I, I don't think they would quite honestly. I think what they're trying to do and I don't blame them a single bit is say, is there a market for this? And if there's a market for this, then we'll make the second one. Hopefully we'll make the second one a little better than the first one. I hope they do anyway so brent i wanted to support them i wanted to give them some money and uh and show them that there is a market for this type of for this type of material and i'm glad you bought one too because you voted with your wallet that's the main thing now 
I will say for everybody listening, Bed Bath and Beyond has is typically the the accepted place to go buy this if you want to get the best strange. deal, which does seem strange. But just a, a quick little bit of surfing ahead of the show, Brent and I found it at Toys R Us for twenty nine ninety nine. Yep. So uh, so go on Toys R Us's website, and that's the best price I've seen on it yet. Who knows, man? After Christmas, this thing may cost seventeen dollars. I don't know. Um, if, well, it, it, if it does, I'm going to buy a second one and put it on a shelf. Yeah, generally just because of shelfware. Man. Generally, the at game stuff they'll um, they'll run them for a period of time, and it's yeah. not forever, a few yeah. months, and then when they cut their production, they get deeply discounted. Because yeah. I've seen them, I've seen the various systems pretty cheap. I have too. And uh, what was it, the Clico one, which I hear is now that's a. a more of a console plug-in type system plug-and-play type system like for your tv okay not a portable from what i understand that thing was sweet really yes huh. okay and, uh, See, i was never a big coleco kid though i just it, yeah. just that that's just i have no nostalgia i, I for just that from what i understand had awesome sound had awesome yeah. graphics it was just yeah. very well done yeah and coleco when, had both of those when it went it, they had some exclusives at Dollar General, so at Games must work with these with these companies, Family and Dollar and stuff like that. Tr- trying to find places where they could almost, I guess, debut or launch their titles uh-huh. because. Uh, I think it was Dollar General that had the Coleco and they had a, a Dollar General version specific to them that had a couple extra games or something. Oh, okay. And then when they discounted, no they were idea. like How about nine that? or $10. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, my thought was, is, you know, I want it. I'm going to pay up. I'm going to support them. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about getting it or finding it or waiting for that sweet spot to catch it on clearance, yeah. you know, trying to save a few bucks. So, yeah. well, here's the one thing I'll say uh, on this in closing, I, I would pay $50 Oh, for yeah, an Atari 2600 portable unit. I, I was willing to pay 50 bucks to get this. No problem, because I, I love the utility of it. The reviews are good enough, and I would want at games to make a profit so that they can so that they can pay their people and continue to develop these products. I mean, I get it. it it's I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to short you know short them or anything. But why pay them fifty when you when you can pay thirty and they and they've already sold this to Toys R Us. It's Toys R Us who's making the profit now and yep. Bed Bath and Beyond making the profit now, not at games because that game sets the price to the to the retailer. So anyway, you know all that being said, uh, yeah, if you're a big Atari head, you, you got to pick one of these babies up, man. I mean, th- this is almost going to be. Brent, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm going to start packing this thing in my backpack with me everywhere I go. Because, See, because I was, if I've got a few spare minutes, if I'm sitting in an airport or something, what am I going to do? I'm going to play me some some Chopper Command, baby. I haven't owned a, and we need to get back to arcade stuff here because we're. We're starting with this. We have been way all over worse than usual. Oh, it's all, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, well, I'm getting ready to talk about Skyskipper the, in a minute, so so we'll we'll get ourselves right back. I don't. I haven't ha- owned a handheld since the original. Me either. The original Game Boy. No. Oh, oh, you had a Game Boy. That's the most recent handheld. I had the. I had some of the 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 one game uh-huh. handhelds from the '80s. I had a yeah. handful of those, but yep, yep. the last handheld I owned was the original Game Boy. Well, and. And I've several times looked at DSs and oh, three DSs. Hang tight, we're going to talk for a second. And I never, I just, I'm like, I don't have time 
to do the things that I want to do I, I and know. enjoy the things I want to enjoy. And yeah. if I went and I spent this money, yeah. it would make, I would make, I'd have to make myself get the use out of that thing. Yes. And exactly. I just, I haven't wanted to insert something else into my schedule. Yeah. I understand. But I still wanted this yes. and I knew yeah. I was going to buy it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And it's funny because, um, my daughter has been um she she's got a 3DS, okay? And no no she's got yeah, she has a 3DS XL. I take that back. And she's been she's been kind of hammering on me a little bit because she wants to play a few of the cooperative games with me and she's she's been she's been prodding me a little bit on getting a, a 3DS to play with her. Okay, mm-hmm. and so I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> She's playing Halo, right? She, yeah, no, no, not no, 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 no. God, God love my little girl. She, she, she's a Mario. She, man, yeah. she is a Nintendo fan. She's a yeah, Mario that, that's fan. That's not on that system at all. No, 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 no I mean the no. home, the, like the Nintendo console system. You're not gonna no, play Halo no, on no, a handheld. No, 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 not, not at all. But she, she's been on me to get a 3ds, and so I told her I'd have to see and see what Santa Claus did and, and everything, but. I know that if I if I popped open a 3ds and said, "Hey, honey, let's let's play some Mario Kart together," oh, Brent, that puts a smile on on an, on an, the face of a little eleven year old girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you that for a fact. Um, the oh, one thing I did want to say, and then I'll get to Skyskipper. So this is something that that Grace Brent has asked me to do. Okay, and so she took the initiative over the past couple of weeks and um we've got a, a spare a very small spare room down in our basement okay and um she it was kind of like her playroom okay if you if you can imagine you know where she kept like all of her toys while she was growing up and when her cousins would come over to play they would go down and they would go down and quote unquote the playroom and they would all play it's where they kept all their dress up and the legos and all that kind of stuff you know so she asked me she said daddy i want to make that my video game room and I'm like, okay, baby, that's that's fine. How, how do you want to go about this? And she goes, well, I want to move my Wii in here, and I want to move, you know, I want to move a couple of other items in here. She goes, I want to put the Xbox in here, and, and a couple of different things. So, Sabrina, I'll tell you, I got to give her credit. So uh, last weekend, uh, she, you know, she's like, Daddy, help me clean the room out, and we did, and we cleaned that entire room out took it took a lot of stuff to goodwill took a lot of stuff to the dump you know took a lot of stuff to the trash but now Brent what she wants to do is she wants to make that into a console room okay? okay and um and you know something man when 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 your little girl asks you to do something you can't say no and so it, it comes around to that so we're in the very budding stages of that and uh, we've honestly Brent we've done nothing except clean the room out at this point and now I've got to figure out at some point over the next three to three to four to five to six months how, how do I turn that into a viable console room you know with the TV and in and, and the console set up and a couple of gaming chairs and we're going to paint the room and everything like that so I don't know if anybody's got any suggestions I'd be more than open to hearing hearing about them but uh, she's on the kick and she wants to she wants to game and she wants to play and I think what she wants is she wants it's an area that's that's kind of hers that kind of reflects a more a more child I guess I guess a more console slash 
uh, let's be honest, Brent, a more Nintendo esque type of uh, <laughs> type of environment that she that she's after. And so I, I don't really know what that's going to come, uh, how that's going to shape itself out, but uh, or you know work itself out. But I, I'm excited for that. I, th- I think it's neat, and I'm glad that I'm glad that she's uh, she's taking some interest in, in that. But um, the only other thing, Brent, that I wanted to bring up. And I know you've got some uh, a couple of items here in the uh, in the show notes around the Ghostbusters, and I'm you can't wor- let it go. No, well, you've worked on yours more than I have mine, and I'm I'm curious. I, I want to hear. I'm I'm kind of curious about this uh, to see where this goes. But just real quick, I, I would be remiss uh, if I didn't mention something on on the Skyskipper project, and, and so Brent, that's been going very well. Um, I did decide to go ahead and use my blue Nintendo Versus cabinet as the donor cabinet. Um, I. Cl- cleaned it up and you know took some magic eraser to it and uh, you know just got it nice and shiny again you know pulled the side art off of it and everything got it nice and shiny again and um, I'm going through the process of converting it to everything that would be inside of a Popeye which uh, quite honestly isn't really all that much work you know it's it's it, it sounds it actually sounds like it's more work than it, than it truly is but uh, so, so I'm slowly converting it to a Popeye to be able to run the Skyskipper hardware so that's going on on. Um, we're just about done with all the artwork. The only piece that we have left to do is, is the side art. Um, still, still a few weeks out on that. That's uh, that's slow as she goes. As Captain Kirk would say, "Steady as she goes." And uh, Picard says, "Picard says make it so." But Captain Kirk says, "Steady as it goes," and that's that's truly how this how this runs. Um, Picard ooh. says that with a flute in the background, <laughs> <laughs> crawling through Jeffrey's tube, and so. Um, so the only other thing, progress-wise, we did get the marquee. I, I stayed. We we got the marquee finished. Uh, Rich at this old game is doing some uh, is doing some test prints for us, a few color corrections, and everything. And uh, Brent, over the past couple of weeks, uh, Rich sent me a surprise package that had a beta version of the control panel overlay and a beta version of the marquee vinyl and um they look really good now they're not finished okay they're they're not done done but uh the control panel looked a lot more done than the, than the bezel did but um anyway we're, we're we're getting there we're making good and steady progress so um talking to rich uh fairly regularly he seems like he's excited for it so we're we're rolling good and you know brent we're recording this show smack in the middle of december okay and by the time this releases which i, I guess what probably somewhere between christmas and new year's i guess is when when we'll pull the trigger on this to give people you know something something good in between the holidays there <laughs> merry christmas yeah. here's two guys from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah yeah merry freaking christmas but here you go thud um I, we might actually be at the point where we've made the announcement um, on the reveal locations and everything like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm working hot and heavy on that to get that done, and I want to get that done sooner rather than later, but I need uh, I need to make sure that we're copacetic with all parties involved before I just start blurting stuff out. Uh, hopefully, we'll have that done. What by the, fun is that? Yeah, no doubt. It's this thing called being respectful of others. It's it's. I mean, it's a tough lesson to learn. Um, and the, so anyway, so that that's we're, we are very very soon on that. And the only other thing I wanted to mention was um, Alex was interviewed by a friend of the show Vic over the Ten Pence Arcade, and uh, Alex's interview shows up on episode seventy six. 
uh, where the game of that uh, particular episode was Scramble, uh, and that was released at the end of November. Uh, so if you're uh, jonesing for a little more Skyskipper uh, info, then uh, head over to uh, Vic and, and Sean's, uh, Sean Holly's uh, podcast, The Ten Pence Arcade, uh, episode 76, and that's there. So, uh, wow, Brent, uh, seeing as how it's only been like, what, two and a half weeks since we recorded the last episode? That's, that's a lot. Dude, we've, we've had a lot going on, and here we were actually making fun of ourselves at the end of the last episode saying, oh, it'll be a dud, man. We'll have nothing going on. But, man, dude, actually, a, lot's, a lot's changed. A lot's changed, mm-hmm. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yay us. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Speaking of yay. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Right. Ghostbusters, yay. man. So, yeah, so dude, uh, lay some logic on me so, here. So, uh, let's throw out some Ghostbusters talk here. And uh, I know, let's see, we've, well, we've, we've mixed it up. I know the recent show here, we've had a lot of pinball talk. We've got pin, we've got video. And then yeah. in the coming up tech and restoration segment, I've got something for everybody. Oh, so, yeah, excellent, excellent. So let's, let's talk Ghostbusters here for a few minutes, and then uh, uh, we'll slide on over to the yeah. tech and restoration segment. Yeah, sounds good. So a couple quick updates. This was brought to my attention by Taylor Reese over at this flipping podcast. And thank this, you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor, because you saved me a lot of trouble. Drop targets. Yeah. And I'm assuming that this isn't just a Ghostbusters thing. My assumption is is the drop target assembly is the same for several sterns all the way back for who knows how many games. And uh, I probably there's a three drop target assembly in my CSI. I'm pretty sure the targets themselves are the same. I don't know what the assembly looks like. I've never had to take it out. Yeah. Okay. I, I, pro- I really need to look at it. But w- what the crux of this is uh, was – Taylor's one of his or both of his drop targets wouldn't stay up on <laughs> Ghostbusters. There's uh, yeah. there's the Scoleri brothers that are kind of what Whitney mid play field. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 And when you get right, into the right mid, yes. when you get into the mode, they pop up and they taunt you, and you got to knock them down. Right. So the same thing had just recently happened to the pro over at Rec Bar. Oh, it did. Oh, it yes. did. Oh, yes. okay, okay. And I opened it up, and I found a little piece of plastic in the bottom of the cabinet oh, right man. where that target there, would be. There you go. And I thought, okay, well, the the plastic, the target itself broke. Uh-huh. Every drop target assembly I've ever had apart has been some metal bracketry of some type, Yeah. some plate or swing arm that pushes the targets back up that's activated by a coil. Yes. Now the target stays up for those who've never had one apart. Every target I've ever dropped target assembly from any manufacturer I've ever taken apart, there's a little wedge cast into the target. And that little wedge, it's got a little ramp on one side and yeah. it's flat on the other. Almost like a little fingernail recess yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It would catch on a metal lip, a yeah. lip of some type. And that's what holds it up. And then when the ball hits it, it just nudges it right off, off that lip and the drop target drops. Yeah. Well, in the case of the stern drop targets, and I'm going to assume again, uh, I don't want to beat up on Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume again that this is common through several of their games. And if I'm wrong, please somebody let me know. The uh, The face of the assembly is flat metal. And the the little lip the target rides on uh-huh. is actually a little plastic bar. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't understand it. And, and somewhere, somehow, somebody must have done the math that it was cheaper, I'm assuming, to make this metal assembly and all the associated bracketry. And instead of punching a hole that that little 
little wedge on the drop target plastic itself would hook into or making it slightly different so that it would, you know, there's a step in the, in the metal so that there, there was a lip. Somebody decided it was cheaper. I'm guessing why else would you do it other than cost to produce a a piece of plastic to Uh have it molded to uh, take the drop target assembly and punch two holes in it (laughs) and then thread them and then buy Ugh. screws oh, and then boy. assemble this little piece of plastic and have it screwed into this assembly yeah, or, when the drop or, just, or you could have just made it out of metal and been done it just just part yeah. of the stamping process like all the others that have ever been made since the dawn of drop targets and just be done with yeah, it yeah be done with it in which once i saw what taylor had shared on our facebook page we had a, a had a going discussion about some ghostbusters issues yeah once he shared that I saw what I knew exactly where the little piece of plastic that I found in the bottom of the pro at rec bar came from. Okay. Because to me, it didn't look like anything that I could see having broken off the actual drop target paddle itself. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, that's what it was. Uh And when I took the assembly out for him, there was two screws with two little nubs of plastic and nothing between them. And the thing that went between them was a piece of plastic that was laying in the bottom of the cabinet. How about that? Okay. So what Taylor did is he actually just got an eighth inch thick piece of aluminum, a little piece of bar stock, uh-huh. and he measured out the holes, drilled them out, and cut it, made a new little little lip if you will out of aluminum yeah that's and that's yeah definitely yeah way so to go. Th- that's what i ended up doing uh to help the rec bar guys out. i was like why would we replace this with another piece of plastic it's just going to break again yeah and, and i went ahead and i did both drop targets okay and I, honestly whitney i am not uh far from just going ahead and just replacing the ones on my game huh. I, I don't see that they would probably break just because of home use yeah but at this point i mean i've got the aluminum yeah all I did was I just I took the good one. Man, dude, seriously, if you're gonna make two, make four. I yeah, mean, that's li- what, literally yeah. just uh, seriously. I, I, no joke. If you're gonna make seriously, if you're gonna make two. Oh yeah, I thought ma- about ma- it. Make yeah. me oh, two yeah, as I make, well. Just, just go ahead and cut them out. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I did for the uh, uh, rec bar one is I think slightly different than what Taylor did. To look at Taylor's pictures again. Yeah. I think he got a real thin piece of aluminum, like thin, not like not thickness, but width. Uh huh. That was all. And I just went to a local box hardware store. And yeah, I was going to say, man, yeah. you, you should be able to get this just oh, yeah. at, like at a Lowe's or a yeah, Home it was Depot. no problem yeah, getting it. Exactly. What I did is I went for a wide piece, uh-huh. so I had to cut along the long axis. Yeah. So the cut was, you know, and trying to do that by hand with a Dremel, the cut wasn't perfect. You just, yeah. So you got to deburr it and yeah, everything and, like well, that. Well, it, it wasn't perfectly straight. Uh-huh. So there's some shaping involved, and it was a little bit more. I mean, I did both of them in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Done and done out. Uh, made and back in and, and testing it was yeah. no problem but i think what taylor did is he got a much narrower piece a piece that was already very close to the width of that um original piece of plastic uh-huh and then he just had to cut um it was his, my piece was wide or his piece was narrow so instead of making the lo- cut on the long axis he just made the cut on the short axis yeah because looking at his picture the the top the lip is is just like factory straight yeah got it got so it. what i'll probably do is instead of cutting um i'll, I'll cut long ways across the factory edge so mm-hmm. that i've got one good clean edge where i have to do less dressing to yeah, get it good yeah. and straight I understood. but regardless you know hopefully 
it, you know that that'll give some folks with some other stern games an idea because like i said my assumption is is this i doubt they redesigned the drop target assembly <laughs> you know for ghostbusters it's probably the same yes. assembly they've used for for yeah. a lot of games one would think yeah. yeah okay all right good deal so, good deal so thank you taylor yeah you know, thanks it, taylor uh it saved us a lot of trouble yeah, saved thank, them a lot you, of Brent. trouble yeah, yeah it's awesome and then like i said i think i'm just gonna go ahead and retrofit my game with them so cool. I, i've got the material yeah Hey, Whitney, the next thing, have you heard about the Flasher mod slash f- correction to... Yes, I have. The Flasher over by the library? I have. I sure have. Okay. Yes. And this, this, was a, this was something from Stern. So if you've got a Ghostbusters, basically the Flasher about halfway up the play field on the left side that is in front of the library... Uh, in front of being closest to the player, there's a flasher and it's right behind the uh, the library scoop. Well, that flasher has been known to short against the scoop itself mm-hmm. and take out the node board. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So the stern fix for that is is to pull the plastic up and put a piece of mylar over it. What I ended up doing is I, I took mine apart, just a couple screw or a couple nuts rather, uh-huh. and I put two pieces of just black electrical tape on it, yeah. black vinyl tape, cut two yeah. little squares and just put it on there. So here's the to thing. To insulate it. Yeah, to insulate it. Now here's the thing. Now I've not, uh, I've not, I've not done that to mine yet. Okay. But I've not had mine on in probably a week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And so, um, by the, by this weekend before let's put it this way before I power it up the next time do I'm it. doing that mod. I made yes. sure to do it before I had, uh, one of the parties, like my the, the big party, this, yeah. the December party, because I knew it was going to get a lot of play. Yes, I figured yes. if it was going to get knocked around, you know, uh-huh. that'd be the time it that was going to happen. That'd be the time it would happen. That's exactly right. So yeah, check check that out. Look online. I mean, like just you know, Flasher mod Ghostbusters, Flasher fix Ghostbusters. Uh, there's, I mean, it's almost not worth linking to because it's all out there and. More or less, if you've got the game, and this is all versions of the game, it's the flasher on the left between the library and the library scoop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take the plastic up and then just put you a couple pieces. Like I said, I I just cut two little squares of vinyl tape just so it was nice and thick. Yeah. Relatively speaking, and just just covered. You'll and you'll see it when you flip it over. You'll see the little board that's got the flasher LED on it, and you'll yeah. see the wire solder to it. And yeah. there's no covering over those solder pads. Yeah, gotcha. that's what it is. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. And finally, and this is a thank you to Phil Shepard on this, I had seen this discussed as a possibility in in a few Ghostbusters threads. Well, apparently it was a problem, and that is on the pro, or excuse me, the premium and the LE games where you've got the ecto goggles. That's basically the old Pepper's Ghost trick where you're doing like a projection through a half-silvered mirror and it looks like, or uh, yeah, you're doing a projection on a half-silvered mirror and it looks like it's like a floating like aberration. It, like it yeah. floats, yes. Yeah. Well, that's what the ecto-goggles basically are. And the the concern was, was, hey, what if a ball gets in there and breaks this little mirror? Well, apparently that ended up actually happening and Stern has issued a shield. Now, Phil sent us a link to a Google Doc uh, uh, that had pictures in it of the little shield, and there was a picture of the document, and I zoomed in on the document, but I didn't see like a tech article number or anything like that. 
apparently the person that had taken the pictures, their distributor had just sent them the part. Yeah, that's very nice. So very nice of the distributor for yeah. sure. So I've reached out for like the the games that we have. I've already reached out to uh, our guy to see about getting that part on the way. But if you have a premium or an LE, I would start asking questions. And it's a nice little stamp stainless shield, and it yeah. basically goes on the left side of the ecto goggles and protects it. Yeah. keeps the ball out of there. And you'll want to you'll want to shoot that with some primer paint when you get it yeah it does kind of stand out it stands out and and the thing is i mean my my only take on it was is that and and phil thank you as well and phil sent us a very detailed email on this some of which we'll get to in in the in the um, feedback but i was surprised when i saw the pictures that the the frame that the ecto goggle sits sits in looks nice it's stamped it's clean it's powder coated it looks really good yep and then you bolt this stainless this stainless shield on the side of it and it takes a it takes a one hundred dollar looking bracket and makes it look like it's seventeen dollars that, yeah that's just that's my only thing and I, I told Phil an email I was like it looks man, clunky it looks clunky yeah and it's like man I'm I'm gonna have to paint that baby there's there's no way around it. I mean, it's like you definitely up armored it yeah. because you can tell from the picture that it's it's formidable in terms of thickness. Oh yeah, it makes the whole bracket look more far more substantial. But but they, it sticks out. They definitely just contracted with either a laser cutting company or a, a stamping company or something and just had them stamped out, yeah. and then they didn't do any additional treatment. No, no, none, none. Yeah. So I'll I'll have to hit it with some uh, with some Krylon or something. Just you know, hit it with some primers you and know, hit it with some paint. I was about to say I would have been just as happy with a piece of clear plastic like the one that goes on the top there honestly that's kind of what i wish it would have been well i don't know the screws that they're using to hold it in Uh uh-huh i'm if you look at that screw the the, where the screws go the leg that they go into goes down to the plate a plastic on the play field it's a support oh okay and my bet is well that that is integral to holding that whole assembly together yeah so you probably the the deal with plastic is you couldn't have torqued the screws in and and made that assembly solid and had it hold and and not shattered the plastic yeah that's my bet yeah 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 likely the case but um nonetheless you say so you say you've talked to our guy yeah i have okay so i actually i just had an opportunity to do that just today oh are we confirmed or well he 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 just had to make the calls and check oh okay gotcha so i've already i've already got the that that ball in play excellent if you good will. i mean but, <laughs> so but if you've got these games awesome. you know the drop targets you might want to look for that i don't care you know like i said what stern game it is it's just something to be aware of uh and it's an easy fix if you've got a dremel and access to a, a little sheet of aluminum um the uh, flasher mod and the ecto goggle shield if you've got a ghostbusters yeah so the flasher mod fit slash fix is for all models and then the ecto goggle shield of course is just the premium and the le Okay, Whitney. So as I have teased, let's slide into the tech and restoration (laughs) section. And uh, also, as I have teased, I have, uh, what is it here? One, two, three tips, kind of mini tips that we're going to go through. And I hit pinball folks, I hit video folks, and I got a trick for uh, both sides of the house. That sounds good. And then we'll also uh, get back to get back to normal this month where we'll get to uh, spend some of your money, dude. Well, I was hoping to gloss over that. But okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's going to happen. But you know something? We actually have a fair amount of uh, diversity in the uh, money in the money letting for this month. So <laughs> no blood letting. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, it's actually kind of neat. Uh, just some things that I've ran across over the course of the month that I wanted to make note of. So, Great. yeah, sounds good. 
Okay, Brent, we are back and refreshed. And before we just uh, take your wallet on a Christmas uh, just shopping spree, okay? Because I've, I've I made... was wondering what you uh, take it on a, and then you pause. I was like, this could go one of a million yeah, ways. Yeah, well, I, I pulled it back right at the very last second there. Yeah, but before I run your wallet through the ringer, man, uh, I see here looking through the show notes that you've uh, you've got a few. I, what I consider, I guess, you call them what mini tips mini heading tips. out out yep. of the last episode, and I, looking through these, I, I think a, a few of them are actually and probably related to some of the uh, items that you worked on with the Ghostbusters over the past month as well. So the Ghostbusters, the yeah. Back to the Future, there's stuff that reaches back to stuff uh, even last year. Uh, it, it's it, I've alluded to all of these at some point in time on the show, and I thought yeah. this would be a good time to just cover all of these points put it put them all in one place right put yeah. a nice fine tip on them and just hey, lay it out there for all right everybody. all right well educate us man have at it okay so as i mentioned uh closing out the last segment uh we've got i've got three topics of discussion and one is going to cater to the pinball side of the house primarily one is going to cater to the video side of the house and then i've got something that'll cater to both sides of the house so let's start with the pinball. How to flatten and to a degree polish flat plastics. Okay. okay. So um, perfect example is a slingshot plastic. All right. On a lot of your older solid state games, they tend to, it, it, I tend to find them warped most often. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's just flat out age compared to a little bit more of a modern game like a DMD game. If it's um, maybe the manufacturer spaced them out a little higher, so they're wasn't as they were were not as close to the lamp, so they didn't get as hot. Regardless, the older games I tend to find them uh, warped more often. Yeah, Back to the Future was a good example of other plastics aside from the slingshots that were warped. You know, I tend to find the larger plastics that go up and you know provide fill in the back parts of play fields that'll have several gi lights under them i uh-huh. tend to find those warped when yeah. you take them apart yeah yeah so how, how do you flatten that and actually it's it's pretty simple you you need just a couple basic tools that you've got or can get for little of nothing okay so you need a heat gun i've done this for the longest time with a cheapo heat ga- heat gun from harbor freight oh i see okay, okay gotcha gotcha i We've often talked about Harbor Freight, and we've often said you've got to be careful what you get because some things you get what you pay for. <laughs> okay. And some things. True. Yeah. As big of fans as we may appear to be, it is very true. Yeah. You know, pr- pretty much if you're going to buy a dolly, that's pretty straightforward. As yeah. long as you're reasonable with it and you don't try to take a dolly that's not designed for it and move a refrigerator. A, a refrigerator. Yeah. You're not, I mean, you're, you'd, you'd blow apart a dolly no matter who made it or where yeah. you got it from if you did that. Yeah. When it comes to electrical things, it's a bit more dodgy. And yes. when the heat gun that I had, the first heat gun that I had from Harbor Freight, and I'd had it for a long time, uh-huh. when it failed, it failed in a spectacular way. Yeah. And uh, it was somewhat surprising. And uh, let's just say it was a rear end clenching moment. Uh, yeah, almost concerning. Huh? Yes, 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 yes. So uh, I, I would go the extra extra mile and and get a a nice heat gun from what i would probably deem a first tier manufacturer there you go yes okay yeah 
So you need a heat gun. A flat cookie sheet, uh-huh. as odd as this sounds. Um, and I just know, I'll talk a little bit about that uh, uh, in a minute. So a cookie sheet, and they're like, why do I need a cookie sheet? We'll get to it. Two sheets of glass. Now, this is starting to sound like for folks that have seen Guardians of the Galaxy when Rocket went through the list of things he needed to escape, yeah. and one of them was the dude's leg just because it was funny. Yeah. We're starting to get into that level, but yeah. just, just hang with me for a minute yeah. uh, when I mention that you'll need a plastic scraper or a spatula. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Got, so got are, it. Are we making pancakes or are we flattening <laughs> pinball plastics? So, so here, here's how you do this. You're going to use the heat gun to heat the plastic up. You're going to use the cookie sheet as a base for the plastic as you heat it up. You're going to use the two sheets of glass almost as a a mold, if you will, to provide a flat surface uh, for the for the heated plastic to rest on and under. You're going to sandwich it, and then you're going to use this plastic spatula to move it all around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So the process. Get your sheets of glass. And what I used is uh, old, unpainted, not with no art, marquee glass from uh, a Nintendo Versus cabinets. Mm-hmm. So if, if any of you, anybody out there has a Nintendo Versus little suitcase kit where you could buy your, e, your EPROMs and your marquees and all that, those kits came with a sheet of glass in them that was angle cut for that that dual cab. Well, I, I just happened to have a bunch of those sitting around. They're relatively thick, and they're tempered, mm-hmm. and I've just got tons of them, and there's no art on them. They're clear. Yeah. So you yeah. could use any glass that you want. Just You just want a, a nice, heavy piece of glass because you're going to be manipulating it, okay? And you're going to need two, okay? So clean that. And the reason being is, is when you get to the point of sandwiching a piece of hot plastic between them if there's any dirt or anything that's on the glass it's going to get embedded in the plastic and it's going to stay so every time i start this process i clean the sides of the glass that is going to be in contact with the plastic okay yeah. so i lay a sheet down in front of me on my table and the other i kind of prop but behind it almost like you would like raise the lid on a laptop yeah say if it had a, an imaginary hinge and mm-hmm. i put something behind it to kind of prop it up okay that's kind of why am i making a big deal over that we'll get there in a second yeah okay but that's going to be your cover the top of the sandwich next get your plastic and again slingshot plastic um the uh the outlaying guides on a lot of games they'll have like that hockey stick piece shaped piece of plastic down the lower play field those um anything that's flat okay nothing with rivets nothing that's layered it just needs to be a flat piece of plastic so you get your plastic all right i need to flatten this clean it as best you can mm-hmm. all right and i like to use a little windex a little novus one and uh, if there's any uh, nicotine on the back, I, I get all that off. And the reason is, is when yeah. you when you heat that up, just like if there's any trash on the glass, if you leave a fingerprint or if you leave dirt, it's going to now become embedded in the plastic as opposed to just sitting on the surface. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. So you want to spend a lot of time cleaning. All right. Take your cookie sheet. And I do this, and I don't have any problems in terms of heat or anything. I'll set the cookie sheet upside down on my lap. 
And the reason I say upside down is your typical cookie sheet is yeah. is basically depressed, uh-huh. so that like if you put uh, so you put fish in it or just gen- generically it's called a cookie sheet, but you can you can bake many things on it. So you've got a little depression in it to act as a catch, like yeah. a pan, yeah, just real shallow. It's kind of recessed, right? Yeah. Exactly recessed. I do it on the bottom because once I heat it up, I don't want that lip to have to go over. I want to be able to slide that piece of plastic right off of it, okay? I just noticed at Walmart here recently, you can also get slide-off cookie sheets. They don't have a lip around them, no recess. They're basically flat. Yeah. And and honestly, I need to pick up a set, okay? But I like to use, like I said, and I've done this with, I don't know how many plastics, just a standard Teflon-coated cookie sheet, all right, and then the, when they Teflon coat every cookie sheet I've ever seen, the bottoms are coated as well. Mm. Okay, okay. So, set the cookie sheet on my lap upside down, put the piece of plastic in the middle of the sheet, and I take my heat gun, and this is where it becomes more of a bit of art. Okay, so I would suggest that you, if you're going to do this, get a broken plastic, a broken pinball plastic, yeah, and practice. Okay, just so you can get the feel for for it. Don't do this the first time out of the gate with that piece of plastic that you can't get now. Okay, take that heat gun and put it on a on a lower heat setting and start working it over the plastic. Mm-hmm. And you're heating the plastic, and I'll hover over, depending on the heat that I'm running, five inches or so, maybe four five to six, four to five, somewhere in that range. Again, this starts to become a little bit of an art. Once you've run through it a couple of times, it's second nature. Okay. But it, it's almost by feel. And it depends on how, how your heat gun is. Keep moving. It don't hold it someplace. Because if you hold it, you're going to put a lot of heat in that area and you're, you're not going to like it. You're yeah. going to turn that into a puddle. And it's not going to be a pretty part. <laughs> all right. So you're going all over. You're working that heat gun all around that plastic. And what you'll notice is, oh, oh, when you set it down, I always do this with, uh, with us in my notes, I say the art up and meaning that not, you know, the, the, your pinball plastics are printed on the backside. Yeah. Actually, what I mean by up is is like you would install it on the game. So you can see the art. You're not looking at the bottom. And that seems kind of counterintuitive, but knock on wood, I've never had any issues in doing this with the art sticking. The, like the, the ink having yeah. problems with the art coming off. If, if the plastic is, for example, I'm looking over here at my Adams family. I'm looking at the left slingshot and it's Morticia. I'd take that plastic and set it down and I'd look right at Morticia's face and I'd zap her with a heat gun. Yeah, understood. Okay. understood. So you're going to start walking it. And what you'll notice is, is you'll just get to this, this magic point where it seems like the plastic is just going to all of a sudden decide it wants to just gently on the edges just curl just ever so slightly look almost as if it's breathing it will just 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 in a microsecond all of a sudden you'll just see it all kind of want to just lift just ever so slightly and just you just got to watch for it yeah you'll also notice that the plastic almost looks a little wet 
like almost like it's sweating, mm-hmm. but it's not liquid. It's not like it's all of a sudden going to go into, unless you just sat there and just heat it just yeah. to no end. Yeah. It, it's not actually going to, it's not actually a puddle, yeah. but it'll just have that just ever so slight. Just glisten a little glisten. bit. Yes, exactly. It'll glisten a little bit. This is yet again where the art comes into this, yeah. not the science. You know, it's it's all by feel, not by the numbers. That's the point when you need to start making the transition over to the glass. So at that point, you turn your heat gun off, you put it in a safe place because the, the end of that thing's hot. Take that, pick that cookie sheet up, take that spatula, slide that plastic right off onto that first piece of glass. Take the second piece of glass that's propped up behind it fold it right down on top. And at that point you might want to put a little weight on it. Hmm. So like I'll set a book on it or like a mouse or catalog or something to that effect. And I'll let it set there for about 10 minutes. You know, you, five is probably all that you really need, but I want that thing to go ahead and get stone cold. <laughs> what? No, it's just, just, it's funny. I mean, it's, it, you want to hear you laughing it's, like it's, that. It's, it's a lot of prep for a piece of plastic, man. Oh, yeah, it is. But the results are unbelievable. Okay, so not only do you end up with a nice, perfectly washboard flat piece of plastic, but have you ever heard of flame polishing? Yes. People like flame yes. polish clear I've never plastics. Done, I've never done it, but I've certainly heard of it. I have never done that either. Okay. But it, it, with an open flame, you get the equivalent of that doing this because like, here, my most recent run at this was plastics for the Back to the Future. Yeah. So there was vis- visible f- scratches in the tops of the slingshot plastics. Now, of course, the art's on the bottom, so the art is fine. But as you're doing this, as you're softening that that those that plastic almost at the top layers, but it's not necessarily layered. As you're softening that plastic. It is almost as if those, if you were, imagine you were brushing the plastic. It's almost as if you were just brushing those scratches right away. Yeah. And or allowing them to almost resettle, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. You're, You're to a certain degree, you're, you're softening, if not slightly liquefying. Yeah. The very top part. The very, very top. Yeah. Of that plastic. Yeah. Yeah. And as you do this again, practice because how much heat you apply is the art part of it. And you have to learn that by feel. Yeah. And and I don't know if you can hear my voice, how, how kind of excited I am about this because the results are astounding. I I have done this for people Yeah. and they have never heard. I did this once for Jimmy and you know, you know, we talk about him all the time on this show. This man operated games for decades and had, I don't know how many pinball machines and he had never, seen anything like this done i did it for one of his games and it was you would have thought it was one of the most amazing things he'd ever seen no i'm sure i'm sure when you see the before versus the after yes it's like whoa 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 it makes two two, two pieces of glass and a heat gun and that's what you got out of this yeah it's crazy it makes such a huge difference if you have a plastic that has clear a clear area in it it will like flame polishing a ramp it will bring that clarity right back. Hmm. And here's an, an, an additional benefit. I, you see this a lot on slingshots are a perfect example where they'll get warm from the lamps. And then as they distort and slightly 
warp themselves, they'll elongate the mounting holes. Mm-hmm. When you're done with this, 99% of the time, when it's flattened itself back, it those holes have returned to shape and it looks like it was factory made. Hmm. Wow. It is absolutely amazing. It is, huh. it is the best bang for the buck in terms of a couple basic tools and what you can do to improve the looks of your game. Hmm, how about it? Okay. So if you take a look at the slingshot plastics on back to the future and there's, and I also did, uh, the plastics that are on the, I never don't uh, at the bottom. Are those the in lanes or the out lanes? Those oh, are the out lanes. I always consider them the out lanes. Yeah. Myself. Cause you're going, yeah, you're trying. Yeah. yeah. So even the, the hockey stick shaped plastic on the out lanes, yeah, I did yeah. those, I did several others. It, it just, it really, puts a little ribbon on the present yeah so to speak. Gotcha, i mean gotcha i would it, it sounds daunting it sounds like a lot's going on it's not that difficult the the thing to learn is is just how your heat gun works and figure out how to recognize that point when you've got enough heat and it's time to slide that plastic off the cookie sheet in, 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 onto in the, glass, the glass yeah and then you put the glass down on top of it, put a weight on it, and then forget about it for 10 minutes. Hmm. And it is so worth it. Wow. Nice. So, so I got to mention here in my notes about how to handle riveted parts. And this is where you have a, an assembly where it might be a couple pieces of plastic in like um, some shape or some form. And they're put together with rivets or in some cases they're that you can disassemble them because they're just plastic posts between them. Yeah. Of course, this process, since you're literally sandwiching that plastic between two sheets of glass, you, you can only do this with flat plastics. So if you've got plastics in an assembly or if you've got plastics with a dome riveted in them and you really want to straighten it, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, uh, drill the rivets out and take all that assembly apart. Now, usually what I do is I don't have a riveting rig. I keep trying to, honestly, I keep trying to find an excuse to buy one. But to date, I haven't had a part that I really needed it. Where you would really kind of have to have one, in my opinion, as a ramp flap, because you have to have those almost flush tubular rivets. What I have done in many cases where I've had like a, a flasher dome that's in a in a pinball plastic i have taken the rivets out done you know my my job my flattening work with the plastic itself or some cases it's fine but the dome is broke Mm -hmm. so when i go to replace it i get equivalent diameter machine screws and um very very small or whatever the size is going to be uh, nylon locking nuts. Okay. And the, you know what a nylon locking nut is? It's like the typical nut, like you'll see on many play, oh, yeah. play fields where they've got the little bit of nylon mm-hmm. in them. So they yeah. want to lock themselves yeah. down. And if I've got clearance, if I've got space under it for that little nut, I'd rather do that because down the road, if I've still got the game or the next person has the game and a wild ball breaks that plastic, they can, <laughs> you go can out. take it apart. Yeah. They yeah. can go out and spend the 50 cents or 75 cents for the dome and, you know, they don't need any special tools. Yeah. They, they just unscrew it and put it together and, and screw it back together. Yeah. So, 
So yeah, that's how, and well, there, that's a mini tip within a mini tip. That's, that's how I deal with those riveted assemblies. Oh, I cool. turn back around and I use a, a screw and a nut. Yeah. yeah I mean, and that's the, to me, that's the best way to go. But yeah, the money on that is definitely on flat polishing. Cause I, I mean, I, I don't have any games that would require it, but I'm just running through it visually in my head. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's a good skill to be able to do. That's a good skill to have. And, and it, yeah. it sounds a little daunting find yourself a broken plastic mm-hmm. and give it a shot it's mm-hmm. it's not that difficult yeah. Yeah. yeah nice just take your time and keep that heat gun moving yeah cool okay so video side control panel overlay replacement so we've talked a little bit about this over time so l- let's go ahead and just cover it end to end this is this is seemingly uh uh, uh, an, a black magic art, if you will, you know. <laughs> yeah, more so on the more uh, more so on the cleaning than the than the going back together. I guess. See, but, I look at it on the going back together because there's that, right? that lining up aspect. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, you you make note of it, but that's. I, I kind of learned that little trick early on. It's always yep. it's always been pretty easy for me. But and, and so did I. Yeah. And, but maybe a lot of people don't know exactly, it because exactly. I have seen, I don't know how many posts about, okay, how do I do this? Because once I do, once I stick it, it's stuck. It's stuck. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. All right. So first of all, removal, I have done it the, the manual way, which is where you find an edge and you start ripping yeah. and you start peeling and then you start hoping Cussing. and praying and cursing, Cut, cursing because the thing is coated in glue and it's sticky lacquer and everything. there's little flecks and little strips of the, overlay that you haven't gotten off yeah it's so thick and so tough you can hardly go after it with a um a a razor blade because it just shatters the razor blade i have gone after them with heat guns and caught the overlays almost on fire Mm -hmm. it has just i've seen people speaking of harbor freight harbor freight sales get this a soldering iron type device but instead of having a tip it's got a scraper blade it's got a scraper blade so it basically heats up a razor blade yes i've seen people go at him with those yeah i have not done this personally all all of them's a bunch of fail yes it's it's frustrating it's just just frustration that leads to fail yes the only way you can win there is if you if you have or work at a place with an industrial grade sandblasting Mm -hmm. cabinet yeah that's right so Here's what I'm going to do next time, and, and I, I get this tip from a good friend here here in town. He uses his oven. Mm-hmm. All right, same he, oven he cooks in. I don't know if I should. <laughs> that not not saying it is almost admission. Exactly. Yes. yes. Okay. Got <laughs> it. Yeah, he does. He Interesting. Does. Okay. He does. All right. So what he does is he runs that thing up to about 450 degrees. Yeah. And. Uh, you're not setting a timer on this. This is yeah. like this is just like when you're doing the pinball plastic. You've got to watch it. Yeah, he gets. I'm sure he gets himself some heavy gloves. Uh, probably an old cookie sheet that he uh-huh. sets it on. Yeah, he slides that puppy in the stove and he lets it set until it starts to bubble. Uh huh. And then when it starts to bubble, it comes out. It goes outside. And he said, of course, now it's going to be hot because it just come out of a 450 degree oven. Yeah. And you hit that with a putty knife and it'll come right off. Yeah. Yeah. And then anything that's left will clean up generally pretty quick with citrus strip once it's cooled. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So that that seems to be the way to do it. And next time out, that's uh, that's what I'm going to try. Now, yeah, I would like to try it as well. I think what I what I would likely do though is maybe pick up an oven at a scratch and dent or or Craigslist or something. Yeah. And stick it out in my building and just why and just because I've got you know I've got enough electric service out there to handle it. And that would just be the oven where if, uh, you know, if it got a little dirty, I don't care. You yeah. Know, I'm not cooking. I'm not baking cookies in it or anything. That's, I don't know. That That's just me. We but. should have Christmas cookies. There's been a lot of cookie talk. Yeah, there there has. There has. All and, about the cookies. And I'm with you, Whitney. I've actually got a, a, an oven in my building. Yes. And uh, I've got the, fortunately, you and I are in a position to be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, I've got service out there. Yep. And... That's actually going to be my spring project is to get my compressor and that oven wired. Wired up, yeah, yeah. yeah. But run you some Romex, buddy. You know, see, once you get that oven, you know what your next thing is. You're going powder coat. Your powder coat. That's exactly right. Absolutely. That's that's exactly what I want to do, man. Is and that that was that's why that's why I'm sitting on that oven. And that was my thought behind it. Is and I might do that this spring as well. Is just find find a good used oven that you can trash. Yep. And that's exactly what you're going to do with it. And that shouldn't be too hard to do. No, 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 no. Because no. you don't care is, how pretty it is. No, no, no. But in and on Craigslist, you can pick that stuff up for next to nothing, man. So, yeah, that I I, I know he's used that method, and I know mm-hmm. it works. Yeah, he's used it several times, and he's used it on the normal oven in the house. And again, the the trick there is is as I understand it. You want to watch it till it starts to bubble. You don't want to let it go any further because yeah. that, that's plastic at the end of the day. Yes. And if you start getting it hot enough, it'll start to smoke. Yes. You don't want to do that. No. And, and like I said, I've done that with a heat gun. And once you cross that line, it stinks. Yes. And it takes a while to get that stink out. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he's, he runs at about 450 degrees and then just, you know, just be ready because yeah. it's going to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hur- right. Hurry it outside. So... You and I have talked about this next step a little bit, and that's okay. to get ready for the application. Yeah, and okay. I do it slightly differently than you. When you've got a strip control panel, what do you do to get it ready for an overlay? I mean, I will cl- I will clean it, okay? And if it's, so, are you talking like strip to metal, where it's just strip ba- to metal, just bare metal, bare metal? Okay. So what I'll do is I, I you know I'll clean it with a you know naphtha cloth, some acetone, get it get it nice and clean, and then Brent, what I do personally, okay, is I will paint it with either primer. I'll shoot it with primer, and then shoot it with black. Okay, and do two to three coats of each, or Krylon makes a very good paint plus primer combination that works really, really well. Okay, and I will use I've used both of them with great success. All right, mm-hmm. but me personally, I do not put an overlay onto bare metal. Okay, regardless of whether a color or anything like that, I always paint the control panel. Uh, prime, I'm sorry. I always prime and paint the control panel if if I can't get it powder coated. Okay, if 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 left up to my own devices, I'm going to get it powder coated. And the only reason I do all this, Brent, is to prevent rusting from mm-hmm. underneath the overlay. Okay, because over time it can and it will happen. It's just it it just does. And um, I'm just a sucker for having st- something looking clean on top of that. Okay, so that that's what I do. So here's what I do. Yeah. And it's slightly different. Okay. I will paint the backside uh-huh. because it will remain exposed. Uh-huh. 
and I will run a little paint down either side. Your typical overlay is going to overlap the front uh-huh. and the back yeah. by the monitor. Yep. But it's not necessary. It, it really shouldn't be any wider. And generally, it's just a shade narrower than the control than panel. Than the control itself. panel. Yes. So I will shoot the edges of the control panel to protect those and also black them out. Yeah. And then I'll apply the overlay. Okay. And my line of thinking is is that everything is sealed. Uh huh. I'm not going to be in a position, or the game won't be in a position in a private collection to necessarily have anything spilled on it where it might work down in under the overlay. And rust, yeah. And rust. Yeah. And I just feel, short of powder coating, mm-hmm. I just feel better about straight adherence to the metal versus that layer of paint that I may have an issue with down the road. You know, I, I mean, I can I can certainly understand it. I, where where I've had the best success though is I, I'm, I choose when I do this. So what time of the year do I do this? Okay, you're you are you, yeah yeah you're not doing it in the winter. Okay, I tend to do you're this. setting yourself up for perfect success. That's exactly right. Yeah. I tend to do this in either mid spring through mid fall. Okay, when. And, and Brent, I will leave the control panel out, okay, sitting outside, covered naturally, but sitting outside where it cures outside mm-hmm. instead of curing in my house, but it will cure outside over the course of like three days, okay? Mm-hmm. And when I bring that baby in and get ready to apply the uh, the overlay, I'm telling you, Brent, after it's had a couple of coats of primer on it and then a couple of coats of color, man it feels it feels and acts like it's almost powder coated to be very honest with you and and here's the thing the reason why i like to do that is well number one i'm just i'm ocd and i'm I'm a sucker for consistency but number two is different overlays have different thicknesses to them and different materials and they and they will pass light or they will diffuse light differently and i don't want one color under the overlay and one part of the uh, panel and one color somewhere else. Not that I think anybody would ever notice and not that I think it would ever make a difference, but I just like one color or one tint or one hue underneath the control panel, or I'm sorry, underneath the overlay, just so that the colors don't get, so that you, the colors don't get washed. Base. Yeah, you got a consistent base. That That's makes exactly sense. right, yeah. So, I mean, does it make a hill, does it, does it make, you know, a pile of beans a difference one way or the other? I don't really think it does. To be to be honest with you, at the end of the day, I I, I just I just do it because it makes me feel good. To be quite honest with you, well, and that's I, that's I just, perfectly fine. I like, I like yeah. the process. Yeah, yeah, and that that's perfectly fine. So yeah. either you know, pick your poison. Yeah, and then if if I think the key to your success is setting yourself up for success yeah and that is it's not something you do in an afternoon, right? Yeah, quality paint. You're uh-huh. not using dollar store paint. No, and and taking your time taking your time right that's exactly right yep now once we've got the the panel prepared and of course after all this you do want to give it a good cleaning again oh, yeah. you don't want any any the skin oils or anything off of it now we're ready for the overlay application and this gets to the question of 
how do you do it? Because yeah. when it's, it's stuck, it's, it's, it's stuck. I mean, this is Highlander time. I mean, there's there's only one, man, and you only have one roll at this. And if you goof it up, then you, you have to undo like like more than you have to undo more work than yep. than just what you did to put the overlay on because then you have to reprep the metal and everything like that, and it's a pain. I had a, a call several years ago from a a, a a local here that was actually doing a game for somebody uh-huh. and asked if I happened to have a dig dug overlay. Uh-huh. And what had happened was is sheer accident something fell something moved i can't remember something slipped out of his hand and it the uh the overlay ended up touching the control panel oh, out man. of sequence i'm making yeah, air quotes here yeah and it was stuck it was stuck and yeah it was just like close your eyes and hope but when he peeled back even that very little bit it ripped the art i mean oh, it was yeah it just it yeah trashed it yeah you know it that's was that's a shame it was an obtainable piece but it, it had to be obtained for the second time yeah, to fix it. Because exactly. once it's down, it's down. Yeah, and and you know, dig dug dig dug CPOs are, are probably not the rarest thing to yeah. come by. But geez, man, they're still thirty plus years yeah. old. You know, I think so. this was reproduced. Was at it the was time. it reproduced? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All so right. here's how I line up my overlay, and I do it the same way you do, and it's it's really the only way yeah. in my mind to be successful one hundred percent of the time. Exactly. Yeah. Use the controls to line everything up. So basically, the buttons. That, yeah, that's how exactly. I, do it. I install buttons. Use the leave the leave the backing on the on the control on the overlay. Totally. Okay. Totally. And set the overlay down on the control panel and install the buttons. Like install Whitney the said. buttons. That's and don't right. don't just install one. Install all of them. That's right. And the reason being is is if the die that if assuming that your overlay is is die cut. If it's slightly off or if some of the art is slightly off, you can loosen the buttons and you've got a little wiggle room because of the skirt that's on yeah. your buttons. Yeah. You've got a little wiggle room Cover to, that up. Right, to borrow from Peter and pay Paul. Yeah. You can slide one way or the other. And when it's all said and done with the buttons out, the art may be slightly off off from the hole excuse me the die cut hole may be slightly off from the hole in the control panel itself but you can get the art and everything in a, in a more eye-pleasing location exactly okay yeah. where at least it, it masks the issue correct yeah so you put your buttons in get everything aligned and then crank your buttons down to lock lock it in place now of course at this point in time the backing is still on on the overlay Mm -hmm. all right so then what i do is i'll usually work from the top of the control panel like the the top being the edge the monitor edge yeah i will lift that up you know don't want to put a, a heavy bend in it I will pull that back the backing mm-hmm. to uh, as far as I can without putting a serious curve or bend in the overlay. And I'll take a razor knife, score it, and I'll score it. Now, right. take that little piece of the backing off. Okay, uh-huh. so at this point, I've I've kind of curled the overlay back. I've peeled the backing off of it. You've exposed some adhesive. Exposed. Thank you, Whitney. Yeah. Exposed some adhesive. I have cut that that flap, that loose flap of backing yeah. off. Pitched it. And then I start to lay that overlay back down 
straight across the uh-huh. control panel, yeah. not at any kind of weird angle. I lay it down and I massage it forward as I go to make sure I'm not capturing any air bubbles. That's right. And I apply that that top portion of the overlay. Yeah. That way it holds itself in place and then the yep. rest of it is the just buttons, rinse and repeat. The buttons are still in there holding yeah. it in place. Yeah. Now, if I have a curve, like if I have to go over the lip, like like to wrap around the control panel, mm-hmm. I'll get out the old handy dandy heat gun and again, just like with the pinball plastics, keep it moving. Yeah. And I'll warm that area that where that bend's going to be to help ease that that bend in, yeah. in, in the artwork a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Now, once it's on, it's on. At that point, you zip your buttons out. Yeah. Then you can you can remove the remainder of the backing and do the same thing toward the bottom. Yeah, and, and it'll almost, for lack of a better term, walk itself into place. And, yeah. And that's and that's really what you want because you want the prior exposed portion of the adhesive to be your anchor point and then that way the the cpo will not move on you and then then you'll you'll be able to finish the application and then when you're done it's it's actually perfect or right at it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's all about the prep and it's all about that initial setup that's right just, just taking your time that's it that's it all right so finally this is for both sides of the house and, and when i i know i've mentioned this before but I don't, you have and i've never had to do this so but, but yeah, have you, i ever you, explained you, it yeah yeah you've talked about it before okay yeah, all yeah, right you just, have it just hit me because i've had to do this on the back of the future mm-hmm. so it was on my mind and just as i was rereading this i thought i think i've covered this before but let's let's hit it again the, for the combined mini tr- mini tip, we're going to talk about the toothpick trick. Yeah. Okay. So what's the toothpick trick for? If you've got a worn out hole in wood, and I've done this on many play fields, top and bottom, and I have done this on several arcade games. The Zaxxon that I had uh, last year was a good example. The uh, Those Sega cabinets, they had that piano hinge that's along the, the kind of the lower front, oh, man, and yes. the whole front of it opens downward. Yeah, yeah. Every one, and the, the wood is just crummy, every one of the screws that ho- held that piano hinge onto the cabinet itself was, was stripped out. All the screws would just spin freely. And it it didn't take me very long to figure that out because I opened the door and then the the whole hinge popped out and I had <laughs> screws everywhere. I had the door on my toe. It was a mess. <laughs> so you can do it in, in a situation like that. Uh, marquees, uh, the, uh, the uh, marquee brackets. You know, your Ataris, they tend to have T-nuts in them and they're fine thread bolts, if you will. Yeah. Whereas a lot of games, it's just a self-tapper into wood. Okay. okay? Yeah. Well, it doesn't take very long for those to get ripped out. All right. What you do to repair that hole is you get get some toothpicks and just get some wood glue. And I also have uh, on hand a set of electronics flush cutters like you would use, like if you're doing cap kits, cutting legs off. Oh, yeah. I think they're the Exolites, aren't they? Yeah, I use Exolites. Yeah, they're yep. the, they're, in, my, in my opinion, they're the best. I, I love them. So I'll take a toothpick and I'll get dip it in the wood glue and I clean the hole out, you know, any debris or anything. But then I'll take the toothpick and I'll dip it in the wood glue and I'll go ahead and I'll make sure that I've got a good coat of wood glue down in the hole. Mm-hmm. I'll take another toothpick and I'll just dip the tip of it in the wood glue back in the bottle, stick it in the hole. Sometimes I have to take a, th- a second 
and then a third until I've got those toothpicks wedged in there. Mm-hmm. And it, it may come out and the toothpicks are in all kinds of different directions because the end of a toothpick is is pointed. Mm-hmm. So you can work those tips of those toothpicks down in that hole and fill that hole with toothpicks however you need to do it. Again, a little glue in the hole, a little glue on each toothpick. Then I'll just wipe off any excess glue with a, a, a damp cloth and I'll let it set up. Mm-hmm. So the next day I'll come back, I'll take those flush cutters and I'll snip it off, flush it, whatever I'm working on, whether it's a cat arcade cabinet or a play field or, or whatever. At that point, you can run a new screw in it and it'll hold just like just like new, just yeah, like just, it was made. Just like it was made, yeah. So the Back to the Future, one ramp has, the, the ramp is this, T-shaped type of of an ordeal. So you've got uh, a right entrance and a left entrance, and both of those feed a center exit Mm -hmm. that kind of hooks down and goes to the the right flipper. On one side, it's got two holes for two number four screws to hold it in. On the other, it's much wider, and there's three. Every one of them was shot. Mm. So I had to do the toothpick trick on all five of those holes. Oh, wow. Okay. Then there were several of the metal ball guides, not like your wire ball guides, but like your metal walls that's used for the, uh, the saucers under the clock tower. I'm trying to think of it here. I'm trying to think of the game in my head under the clock tower over to the right. And then there's an up kicker on the left that feeds the wire form. We mentioned that earlier. Well, there's these metal lanes that guide the ball into that, into those saucers as you make the shot. Well, they, they take a lot of abuse and several of the holes that held those walls in place were also, uh, wallowed out Mm -hmm. so when it was all said and done i probably had to fix five seven or eight holes on the top of the play field oh i see with toothpicks yeah yeah and and, you know it sounds kind of honestly it sounds a little shady you're just fixing this with toothpicks and i don't furniture manufacturers makers do use this yeah uh they may not use a toothpick but they'll use a dowel rod i know flooring people use it as well you know for for installing trim and things like that i've I've had conversations with pinball designers that have done it on their own games when they're doing repair work it's i have fixed i don't know how many doors in my in my home this home in my last home doing the equivalent of the toothpick trick but with a dowel rod yeah you know just it's a larger toothpick yeah exactly done the exact same thing yeah yeah. except you have to cut it off with a small saw (laughs) you know your exolytes aren't going to cut a dowel rod no 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 and if they did maybe just one time and that's that you know yeah so yeah if you look in my shop i've got over in my bins i've got several sizes of toothpicks and there's always a bottle of wood glue in there yeah no it's it's good that's good because I mean, if you think about it, you're just providing something for the screw to grip, and, yep. and, and that's it. So, And I'm sure it spreads enough of the toothpick out to where it essentially just pressures what holds everything together when it's all said and done. The, so. the glue helps. Yeah. And like I said, I, I fill the hole as best I can with toothpicks. If I yeah. have to wedge two or three or even four in there, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. And when it's all, like I said, when it's all said and done, when that glue is set up, you've you don't it's not like it was originally in that it's not a solid piece of wood but it's darn close enough that you can you can really lay it to it when it comes to putting the screw back in it and and not worry about it it's and it's fine it's fine yeah Yeah. gotcha gotcha well i'll tell you what brent um the only thing that the toothpicks can't fix 
is your wallet, unfortunately. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't fill my wallet with toothpicks. No, you can't do that, man. You can't do it. But you know what? This month is actually fairly um, fairly light on the money, okay? And and I will say that. Well, but, I like this first thing. Yeah, yeah. But so, I'm trying to decide why I know why I need it. Yeah. And I know why I've used it. Oh, yeah. Because I have one of these in my toolkit yes okay uh, uh i now have one in my toolkit. i'm interested to know why <laughs> so okay so here's the thing so what i found is when i was working on my acdc okay in both this plus the next item i wound up acquiring to uh to, to help me to help me work on my acdc okay so when i uh when i replaced the 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 swinging or I'm sorry, when I installed the swinging um, clapper mechanism in the bell in my ACDC, mm-hmm. okay, um, you have to you lower the bell um, closer in relation to the play field so that the clapper is essentially just hovering right over the play field so that the ball can hit it, okay, so they can activate the switch. By def- by default, without that, or as the as that bell mechanism is, uh, or that bell assembly is installed uh, by Stern, it sits much higher, okay, uh, up off the playfield, so that you can see the switch under the bell and then know to hit it with the ball, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you install this bell mod, it lowers the it lowers the bell on you know onto the playfield or right above the playfield, and the standoffs that you um, the, the black nylon standoffs that you uh, take off of the playfield mm-hmm. to install new shorter standoffs. Okay, so that that's what that's what drops the bell or allows it to sit lower on the playfield. Um, I wasn't satisfied with how low that was sitting. Okay, because the clapper was actually rubbing the playfield just in the normal movement of the ball okay or i'm sorry of of the clapper itself okay and i just i I didn't like that brent so i wanted to raise that up not gonna have it not gonna have it wanted to raise that up about an eighth of an inch or so okay Mm -hmm. just enough where the clapper would clear but it would cause no you know no play issues whatsoever all right so i thought okay i so i need to get i need to get uh nylon standoffs that are just um that are just a little taller than than what I've then what came with the kit so so what I did is um I used uh, and I did not have a good uh, electronic caliper so I, I ordered one off of Amazon and this is the one that I chose to get and Brent I spent probably an hour researching calipers before I chose which <laughs> one to buy okay and I settled on this one um, it's roughly let's just call it $17 it's the Vinca V-I-N-C-A DCLA-0605 it's a 6 inch electronic digital caliper the reason that I picked this one Brent is because it it uh, it will display the measurement uh, not only in inches and, and in millimeters but also in fractions as well and and Brent here's the thing it's not that I needed it in fractions oh. okay I don't care that it I don't care that it did it in fractions or I'm sorry that it that it displayed in fractions but what was nice about it was I could flip it over to fractions if that was the only measurement unit by which I was buying something. Was a quick conversion. Was a quick conversion. Okay. And if you look in the show notes, I am pasting in the one I have 
Oh, you've got the one from Harbor Freight. Just the Harbor Freight one. Yeah, but okay. it doesn't have that fraction conversion. So, so I'd have so, to do the math. Yeah. So, but he, so here's the thing. So I looked at that one from Harbor Freight. Okay. But what I read about it, and I don't know if yours does this or not, but what I read about it is that unless the, it uses a little button battery, mm-hmm. and unless that button battery is it. it unless the voltage is high enough on that button battery the display gets really weak and hard to read yeah okay that's what i read about that one okay here's why i've got the harbor freight one okay uh i've had that thing forever all right and amazon wasn't what amazon is today exactly i and i I get it i understand there wasn't an inrush of inexpensive tools like this to take the place because back in the day these things were like seventy dollars or a hundred dollars and what we're looking at for folks that that may not under just right off the you know the bat understand what this caliper is it's a it's a measuring device it's got a jaw on it and then it's got a little thumb wheel and you can Mm -hmm. slide it out and then on on the one side of the jaw you can use it to measure the outside diameter of something like if you wanted to measure how round something was like something is how wide something is right the back side of it has almost like an inverted bird's beak if you will it does and it's almost could, like the jaws in reverse yeah, yeah you could use that to measure inside diameter of yeah. something and then what's neat about these is is that as you slide them out and i don't think the harbor no the harbor freight one does this the very tail end of it the bottom of the caliper has a pin that will slide out and then you can use that to off the the base of the handle to measure depth yes okay this is a very common machinist's tool and whitney you're right uh i've researched because i've got some other higher end measuring devices like you'd use to build engines uh-huh. where you where you really care about those <laughs> tens of thousands of an inch oh, that's right those get pricey yes they do and, and i honestly down here i wanted something that was reasonable uh-huh but yet inexpensive just so that i could i it, it i didn't need to be within hundreds of a thousand no. of an inch to find a, a washer no no not at all or to cut a fabricate a little part exactly yeah. and so so what i realized that i needed was i needed the caliper first because i had no good way to measure yep. what what was sitting in front of me okay so i i did the research and i bought this one number one uh well the price was good and mm-hmm. it wasn't really that much more expensive than the harbor freight one and you didn't have it. to drive and i and i didn't have to drive and, yep. and, and essentially in two days it showed up at my house but it has a nice big lcd display on it that i can see from that I can see for regardless of, of angle of attack on it or approach uh, and I'm really pretty high on this one and what's interesting is once I showed my daughter what this was used for she she said her her initial thought was oh that is neat now I can measure everything now I can measure everything because I showed her how I then used it to measure the nylon standoffs both the inside mm-hmm. and the outside and she and she was like oh daddy that is neat you know because because I, I was showing her the problem that I had and it's like you can't guess at this otherwise you're guessing wrong eight times until you stumble on something on what you that want. works yeah, it's trial and error it's trial and error so 
get the calipers, measure it, then you know exactly what to go after, and it and you you solved it one time well, you out. Know, when we were talking about like raising goat uh, slimer up on the Ghostbusters, yeah, and yeah. I and I said, okay, well, uh, the the mass that comes out of the playfield, and yeah. there's this knuckle, if you will, yeah. and then that connects to the arm that slimer hangs from, and we put a, a washer on that to give us a, a spacer. Yep, I pulled the calipers out. I didn't even turn them on. Yeah, I just you know zipped it to the width of that that mast that shaft exactly and then, walk- and then got you a washer yeah. that, that, that that matched yeah i just walked out in the garage i'm like oh too small too small oh there's my size yeah done done yeah, yeah. And, and so so this is something that i've probably neglected buying for a while they are so handy yeah and so inexpensive oh, well you know the interesting thing is is that now now that i've got a set you kind of look for a reason to use it because it's like hey i wonder i wonder about this or i wonder about that um th- this will have a permanent spot in the toolbox there's no, there's no doubt about it. So, but this is the one that I chose. But but now that I've used it, I feel that I chose pretty well. Yeah, okay? I may have to upgrade. Yeah, I, I may I have to upgrade my fifteen dollar caliper to a seventeen to a seventeen dollar caliper. That's exactly right. And I don't think you would be going uh, going in a bad direction whatsoever. And, and so the second, so so again, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Seventeen dollars Amazon. And this one looks so much cooler. Yours looks so much. Co- I've got caliper envy. Well, here's the thing. I think it's all in in the display is what it is. Mine looks kind of like a you know like like a nineteen seventies Russian dump truck, <laughs> and yours looks like a fine Italian race it car. Looks, it does look like a fine Italian set of calipers. There there is no I'm doubt. So I so got caliper in Well, you know two two dollars two dollars on the uptake and makes it happen. You know there are professional machinists out there that are crying. Oh yeah, you realize oh, that. Yeah, there's there's, there's no guys doubt. guys we know we we do know we did we we're measuring nylon spacers and washers. We freely admit it. Yeah. You know, are, but but we, hey, we are idiots. <laughs> you know something that we are, but we're well equipped idiots. It's on top true. of that, okay. So on, you know, have a have credit card and Amazon, and we'll travel. But anyway, the the next thing that I uh, that I wanted to spend some of your money on, Brent, and this is uh, all of a whopping twelve dollars and fifty cents, is said nylon spacer assortment kit. And and Brent, I will say this. Um, Finding nylon spacers is easier said than done because hmm. I went to Fastenal. We have a Fastenal in my town. Uh, Fastenal, fa- fa- Fastenal. Let's just I, think, say, I always say Fastenal. Fastenal. Let's put it that way. And for those that don't have those, that them around, they are known for those that don't have those. Yes. For those that don't have a Fastenal, it's a. Uh, they 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 retail fasteners. fasteners. That is their specialty. That's what they do. All and kinds of goofy oddball screws and bolts wa- and nuts, washers, and, bolts, nuts, anything, yeah. everything. Like on an industrial scale, oh, they're yes. a good size company. They are a good yeah. size company, but it, it is it's F A S T E N A L, and it's just fastenall.com. And so you can order and get them delivered. You can order in bulk, get stuff delivered straight to your house. So I, so I went to a fastenall one afternoon. To Took the took the nylon spacers with me and said, "Do you guys have anything in your database that matches this?" And the lady that I worked with said, "No, we don't carry those at all." And I'm like, 
huh, okay, that's that's not really good. And I didn't want to do a mouser or a um, you know or, or a digikey order just for just for this, okay. And I needed to get my machine back together, so uh, so, so I looked at Amazon and on eBay. eBay didn't really have what I was after. Amazon did had the fastener. I'm sorry, had the spacer in question. I thought you know something, these could be handy for PCB standoffs. This could be handy for project board. This could be handy for anything or everything, mm-hmm. and I don't have anything like this at all in my toolbox or, or, or you know, in my uh, in my parts bins or anything. I thought, okay, for twelve dollars and fifty cents, this this seems like a good investment, and um, and you you get a you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of nylon spacers for this. So some I can see the need for. I'm sorry, some I won't see the need for. Most of them I can see the need for, or or at least the use of. Okay, so yeah, so I'll include a, a link. To that well, in even the, the longer notes, ones, it's you can Amazon. Cut, even the longer ones, you can spin them off and cut them. That's yeah, you exactly could use right. your you could use your calipers to measure and cut them and cut them. That's exactly right. And use a cutoff wheel with the Dremel and just get it done. Yep. You know, and then then it is. So so maybe the longer ones are seed parts for bunches of shorter ones. You know, later on down the line at some point. So so those are the two things that I that I did wind up uh, spending on this month, Brent, uh, for for your money as well. But that, I did use them to fix my ACDC and. I got and, and you know something I got I got my bell and I got my clapper and I got them uh, located perfectly and it uh, it matches the um, matches what came off the machine and it's spaced perfectly and uh, it, I guess the thing that kind of bums me out the most is if I much like when I was working on the Flipper Fidelity speaker kit if I used what was included in the kit. It would have either been wrong, or I I, I just wouldn't have been, been happy. It just I just wouldn't have been happy. So, did it take me a few extra days to get it done? But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm I'm very very happy with that. So, yeah, twenty seven bucks, thirty twenty eight bucks, and and you're good. And you got two really good, you know, a really good tool and some uh, and some additional parts bin materials uh, that I think would would definitely go a long way. Now, this next thing, yeah, Brent, well, that's this is going to be a jump. This uh, is where this, the wallet. I needed a now, lot of toothpicks. To fill the wallet. Yeah. Now, did you did you hop on the link and go look up look, look I have this not. up? Okay. I have not. All right. So, and there, there's no getting around this, Brent. This is pricey. Okay. But here's the thing. Oh, just, just the look of it scares me. Yeah, it, and, it, and that it should uh, because it will. But here's the thing: <laughs> um, if you have a Cubert, a Mad Planets, or a Reactor, and you're restoring these games, or uh, like my Cubert, uh, rust is eaten up. So you know, I'm sorry, corrosion is eaten up so much of the boards and the harnesses and, and whatever um in in like I say you're working on the games restoring the games building the games whatever it may be this is these have been a long time coming okay but uh golden age arcade parts and this is ken falta who uh, owns this company and he's, he's pretty active on clove and on facebook does a good does, does a very good job but he is doing um right after the first of the year uh, and he does have a running pre-order going on these right now he is re- producing the Cubert, the Mad Planets, and the Reactor Harnesses, okay? And um, just as a quick byline, if you do jump in on the pre-order before uh, the end of the year, you get to take 10% off your order, and um, the only thing about it is each one of these harnesses runs in the $110 to $125 range, so if you're going to order more than one, I would suggest that you pre-order and get your 10% off and save yourself 30 or 40 bucks while you're at it. Um, So that is... I mean, you would have to have the need for it, but here's the thing, Brent. Um, you know, if you're 
if you're looking to repin half of a harness for this game, for each one of these games, or like I say on my Qbert, where corrosion is eaten up a lot of the harness, it's gone from the board on into the harness about, itself. You know about battery corrosion. Battery corrosion has gone from the board into the harness itself. Um, you know, maybe a hundred bucks buys you back a lot of time, and it's just inst- you know yank the old, install the new, and it's done. And he does use all Trifercon. It is uh, for for the pins, uh, all brand new, um, you know, all brand new, uh, new connectors and, and harness ends. And, um, he does color code the wires as well. So, uh, you know, so is it the correct color code? Um, it is, uh, he does the heat shrink tubing to match the color code. Okay? okay. So I don't think he, I don't think he's able to get all of the color coded wire and keep the cost reasonably low. But what he says he does is that, uh, is at both ends of the wire, at both ends of, con- of the connectors and at part, and it's evenly spaced intervals throughout the harness. He does shrink, uh, heat shrink wrap them with the proper colors so that you can trace it back on, on a schematic. Gotcha. Okay. okay. All right. So yeah, I was actually just looking at the at the Cubert one here because yes, man, Cubert is somewhere on deck. Yes, I understand. I understand. So um, and my Cubert is a rat's nest. Okay, I'm talking rat's nest. All right. So my Cubert is, for lack of a better term, on deck as well. And here's the thing about my Cubert, Brent. That's one of the games that my wife wants done and does not want sold. Okay. Cubert? Cubert. Okay. Yes. She loves Cubert. And so, um, I, you know, take it for what it's worth. Okay. So, yeah. I I, I mean, mean, this is everything. I'm looking at the one. Each I order mean, comes I mean, with. It's everything. But yeah, it's the, the main, entire game. The main harness, reproduction, cubert, AC harness, monitor harness, edge connector, wiring harness, control panel harness. That's exactly right. I'd I, have to ask them because there were two different versions of Cubert. Yeah. And there was one with the, R, the, the filter board. The filter board yeah. and one without. Now, he's doing the one with the filter board. Okay. Uh, that's okay. that's the harness that he is doing. Okay. The version with the filter board. And um I, I will I will say for this, um I'd have to go out and see which cabinet because I had I've had one of each cabinet, but I can't remember which one I've still got. Which one you still got. Yeah. No, I understood. The the great thing about this, this is essentially a rip and a replace. Yeah. So so it's one one dollar transaction, and you get rip and replace is what you get. All known good. Yep. So I'll just park that there because it's money. It's serious money. The fil- and don't let you know, check, but the filter board version was much more common than the unfiltered yeah, board yeah, version. Exactly. So, yeah. And if you have a filter board version, I, I mean, it's my understanding that you can eliminate that and. It, and get the game going without it. Yeah, oh yeah, you can just wire, you can just jump jump between you yeah. know, both the the in and the out harness. Ex- exactly. But the boards are arranged in a different orientation. So Correct. The the filter board version, like the main board, is turned so that the battery is high and left. Yeah. And the filter, the non filter board version, the main PCB is like ninety degrees turned, so the battery is low and left. Yeah, understood. Something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, un- understood, understood. So that, that's something that you that you would definitely want to be aware of. But but nonetheless, they're there, and uh, and he's running them. And he did make a mention in the clove art in the clove uh, thread that he would definitely consider doing the non filter board versions. You know, if if the um, 
if 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 the need or, or the demand was there. Okay, so so just consider that and think about that. And you know something, you may be able to uh, maybe able to talk with Ken and ask him to to do a one off for you or something like that. I think the one I've got is the, fil- the filter board version. Yeah, yeah, mine is. But if as anything, well. I'd want to get rid of the filter board yeah. just because it's an additional set. It's it's a break in the harness. It's, and you've it's got a source ins of and problems. And it's a source of problems. It's a source yep. of problems. That's exactly right. Um, so this next thing, Brent, I included this because I figured you would be interested in yeah, this. Yeah, I'm and, reading and, it right now. And, and I just thought it was just very, very cool. We have talked about the Raspberry Pi. Well, I'm sorry. You have talked about the Raspberry Pi quite a bit on the show over the you know over the past, what, year and a half to two years, I guess, for what you did with the cartoon booth and then, and then some other work as well. Mm-hmm. And this next, uh, this next item is a Raspberry Pi JAMA adapter. And what this allows you to do is run a Raspberry Pi uh, essentially in a, jam- in, a, in a JAMA cabinet, if for lack of a better term. And uh, it is a little pricey. It's $139.99. But, uh, but the nice thing about it is it, it, it converts your Raspberry Pi into a JAMA board. <laughs> I mean, it's Raspberry Pi in on one side, JAMA out on the other side. And if you have the need for it, uh, I mean, I don't know that um, I don't know that you're going to find a better solution for this, Brent. To be quite honest with you, and I've I've got a picture of it uh, here in the show notes, and I know that does absolutely everybody else absolutely no good whatsoever. But we will have the link to the thread, um, and, and or I'm sorry, a link to it in the show notes. And if you go over to the to the HighScoreSaves.com website, it's very easily found. And HighScoreSaves, that gentleman, uh, he runs a really good business. He's very active on Clove, and he's pretty much a one-stop shop anymore for all your high score save kits. Okay, what I like about it, what he does though is he is bringing new high score save kits to the market for games that previously has never really been under any consideration whatsoever and he's open to suggestions on new games okay so he's he's doing some active development or working with people who are doing active development and um this 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 is a really nice uh really nice um a really nice item i don't know that i'm going to buy one i don't really foresee me having a need for this i just thought it was just ultimately so, cool so here's the interesting thing about this is you can have a raspberry pi you know they say the pies are 20 $25 computer yeah. Well, that's just the board. You've got to See, buy. That's it. the problem. You got to buy an SD card. You got to yeah. buy power supply. So at the at the end of the day, it's a fifty dollar computer. Yeah, okay? it is. But it's it's for for fifty bucks. There's a lot of bang for the buck lot, in there. There's a lot of utility in it. I've not seen it done, but my understanding is is the Pi three, the current Pi, is it runs Windows ten. I mean, you can put Windows 10 on it. Now, how well it runs it, I don't know. But yeah. it, it's got that much kick in what is basically a $50 computer. Exactly. This adapter is $140. But to look at the adapter, just looking at it without understanding what, you know, all that it does, it lo- it looks like it's very well built. It's um, It looks like it, it handles, um, it's got an external audio, audio control. It's got uh, like a common place for power. It, of course, gives you your your jama edge connector this is a huge time saver yeah if you've not if you've heard of retro pi or pi play those are distributions of the linux operating systems for raspberry pi that come pre-built with a bunch of emulators and front ends and all that so you are already 80 to 90 percent on the way to building yourself a gaming station with a raspberry pi and you know the final bit of that that path is 
if you want to do any customizing to the front end or just adding your ROMs and then you play. The next question is is controls because a lot of people are using yeah. USB controls yeah. like game pads like Nintendo style USB con- controls. Yep. What I've noticed in some of the Facebook book groups like there's a RetroPie Facebook group that I'm a member of a lot of people are now starting to put these in countertop arcade style cabinets. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think we're on the verge of seeing the Raspberry Pi blow up. And not that it hasn't already done that before, but it seems like the utility of this is really starting to hit mainstream. You're getting to that point where it was... It was a. It was always been a cool thing, and I think it's still a cool thing. Uh-huh. And, and I'm trying to think of a way where this doesn't sound terrible because it's going to come out kind of bad, and it's not meant to be that way. Because of the work that's been done on the platform, it has become more accessible to the less technical user. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. the better way to put it. Yeah. So back in the day, I had Linux. Yeah. And then if I went and I got the Linux MAME and compiled it and then got my ROMs together and I could make it play Frogger. Yeah. Today, and I've done this on a MyPy 3, I can go out and download that image for that SD <laughs> yeah. card. And just write it to the card and you're done. Slide it in there and I'm playing Super Mario Brothers. That's exactly with right. With my ROMs. Yes. I mean, it's yeah. just... It's 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 gotten almost one stop shop. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's exactly right. The, the it, it took hold. The pie took hold, and it was adopted. Yeah, and then. We're, st- we're all these things are out there now. For yeah. It, so. Yeah. Well, Brent, I, I'll tell you what. That's um, in the spirit of Christmas. I'm I'm, I'm going to take it easy on you, and uh, and in the spirit of giving, that's that, that's all. That's you all I got what? for you this month, man. You gave me the perfect segue for something, and you didn't realize it. So what's that? The spirit of Christmas, the spirit of giving, and yeah. the spirit of spending my money. <laughs> so look over there, next to Domino Man, back in the corner between Domino Man and High Speed. No, the other seat. Whitney yeah, is yeah, yeah. Whitney is slowly looking around like there's a bear trap yeah, over there. Well, I'm just waiting for a head in a coin door is what I'm waiting for. <laughs> well, look on top of the Domino Man. Yeah, okay. There's a bloody hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, actually there is, isn't there? Huh? Yeah, How and about it glows that? in the dark. Yeah, no, yeah. it does. Wow. How about that? So over, back up against the wall behind uh, Domino, b- between Domino Man and High Speed. You should, should see a little bag back there. Watch your head now. I don't want you to have a concussion and... I'm not paying for any injuries. He can't hear me now. Okay, his headset's okay, off. Head's I have found off. said bag. I'm it's got a snowman on it. Oh, Brent, isn't that cute? It's got a snowman on the well, front of it. Cute that is isn't awesome. what I was going for. Well, well, well you, I was going for lovely. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yes. No, that is nice. I was going to do this in the last segment, but you you had a perfect segue oh, to okay, it. Oh, okay. So. Excellent. Excellent. So what do you got? Tell okay, everybody. Tell, okay, tell, yep. Share. Okay. I'm, share. I'm bouncing up and down in my seat here. What do we got? What do we got? All right, I am unwrapping the first. Pre- well, it's a bag with a snowman. First of all, well, it's definitely a bag with a snow. It's a gift bag with a, a snowman, snowman on yeah. it. Now, let's see. I'm unwrapping this, and this is, ooh, the arcade classic. <laughs> it is a handheld Space Invader game. This is pretty daggone sweet, man. And it does include the two AA batteries. 
Wow. And it actually has like a little joystick and a start pause and a fire cannon button yep. on and it, it's, man. It's, that's like a throwback to the, I mentioned it earlier, the old, like before the Game Boy and all that stuff, when you had all those handheld games of the 80s that was like liquid crystal displays. Yes. That's a throwback to that. That's it, modern it, production. It, it is, man. And here's the thing. And it actually says official Taito licensed product does it have a try me button on it push uh, it i thought it did uh, i could be wrong oh yes actually it does press start button oh oh sweet listen to that that's not too bad for a little handheld oh, shoot no dude they're and i'm gonna tell you what i'm taking them down man listen to this <laughs> you know where that's cool and i've got one of those and i didn't set that it out so sweet man thank you you're that so is very awesome. welcome yeah the, when you have parties yeah. if you've got a table in the game room i and the table that usually sits here in the middle of mine i have a simon and people were around they there's a brand new ghostbusters premium set in here and they're pl- around a table playing a simon from 1983 exactly yeah. exactly and, and you know what and they'll continue to do that yes yeah All it's right. awesome now brent now there's there's some other stuff here in this bag and i'm rifling through it and i had no idea that the bag was as deep as it was because i'm working my way through a lot of paper in order to get to the bottom of the bag but it, okay i got it i got it we're, we're, we're good now dude this is awesome it is a Hallmark Marvel Civil War uh, ornament, and Brent, it's my favorite. It's Iron Man. Yes, this, it is. This is great. I saw that, and I was like, so, oh, that's Whitney. Oh, brother, thank you so much. That is, I'm taking a picture of that and tweeting that out, dude. There, there's no doubt about it and giving you mad props, man. Mad keep, props. keep digging. Keep oh, digging. Seriously? It's, it's, like it, it's like it's popcorn at the movies. Keep digging. Okay, so obviously there must be more to it. Probably something to fix a Ghostbusters <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, this is hilarious, dude! Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's Iron Man and uh, Marvel Civil War Captain America. It's the Iron Man car. It's the Hot Wheel car. You always have to have Hot Wheels. Oh, you, you do, man. Wow, what a. Uh, now you don't have it. I know you don't have an official desk. I do. I have Hot Wheels on my desk. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, yeah. See, I, I don't do because I work out of my backpack. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm mobile as it is. Let's see, Brent. And that, I mean, that bag is that the deepest, it, that yeah. bag, it's the deepest bag I've ever seen. I'm still working through the bottom. No, you've, I think you rounded it out. Yep. I think I, you got yep, it. I, I, got I hit it. bottom. I'm, I'm good, man. Thank you so much, <laughs> man. So that is, that is awesome, dude. That is awesome. I will uh, display those prominently. I'm hanging the, the Iron Man. I'm hanging on the tree. Yep, okay, it's, it goes on the tree, uh, like you know, this week it, it gets done, and uh, this Grace, the space. I'm holding up Space Invaders game now. Grace is going to take this from me as soon as I get inside, <laughs> as soon as I get home, and she and she she opens up. No, man, thank you. That oh, you're is so awesome. very welcome. That, that is, you're so that very. Is great. I was going to hold that for the for the end, but man, you had the perfect seg- segue. And you didn't know you did it. <laughs> no, no, I had no idea. So man. I was like, Th- there thank it you, is. Thank you, thank you. That is great. That is great. Okay, Whitney. I think we have spent all my money. We, we, we have, collectively dude. have. We we have. We so, have. So we, say, we we need a respite at l- this yes, point. Yes, and then we'll scoot on over and cover some news and a little feedback. And a, it sounds like a plan, man. Whitney, we are at that part of the show where. Not only do we get to cover news, but we also get to cover one of our most 
favoritest topics. Exactly. Feedback. Feedback. And we love the feedback. And I, and I mean favoritest. Oh, yeah. From the heart. From the heart, man. Yeah. And, and, you it's know, not so, just a favorite. No, no. Favoritist. Yeah. So, favorite wouldn't be fun. No. I, and I like having the feedback at the end of the show because for me, it always wraps the show on a high note and on a happy <laughs> note. Okay. I mean, Which, it really does. Because it, the rest of it's terrible. Well, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a situation where it, it we hear from people and it's it's always so good to just I don't know it just it just kind of um it just kind of lifts my spirits a bit. Yeah, I love talking about the content and you know everything everything that we have queued up, but hearing from people is really what is really what puts the bow on it for me. So that it's I don't I don't know I I, I like that format. Okay, well before we get to that, let's touch on a couple uh, bits of industry news. Yeah, sure. So. The first thing is some just wonderful news from the good folks over at Project Pinball. And the title that I've got here in the show notes, and I believe that I actually pulled this right from a story that was carried by Fox 61. And I'm, I didn't actually see where, where this, that, that station's located, but I bet it's in New Haven, Connecticut. Project Pinball lets kids be kids at Yale New Haven Children's Hospital. And this is a story of a donation of a pinball machine to the Yale New New Haven Children's Hospital. It was actually attended by good friends of ours, Sean and Sharon O'Shea. They're from that area. So it's just... Every time this happens, it's it's just awesome to see the vision that Project Pinball has come to life and put that little sparkle in the eye of these kids who just... And on a normal day, those with pinball or, or arcades, yeah. when they introduce a, a child to that and, and it's just, to them it's new and it's exciting and it's different where it might be old hat to us. Yeah, I mean, we kind of take it for granted. For them, it, it may make the difference in, in a week. You know, it, it makes their week better, their right. month better. Well, it, it, I wouldn't even get into a, a child that has, that, that's in a hospital. I'm yeah. just I'm just thinking about the children I know that I've introduced to these games and seeing the excitement and, and even the children I know that are from troubled backgrounds and they get to disconnect for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, it makes and a difference. It, it's just, it, it's huge. Mm-hmm. I can't fathom what the impact that this has for these kids and their families to give them uh, an outlet to just disconnect mm-hmm. and just have fun and enjoy the lights and enjoy the game. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, it's just an awesome thing that they do over at Project Pinball. I would encourage everyone to check out their Facebook page. I think they've done this a few times. I know that they they run a raffle. I believe they've done it for several times. But right now they're running a raffle to win a Batman 66. If memory serves, and Whitney, do you know off the top of your head? I think it's I think it's seventy. I'm clicking the link right now. I think it's seventy five dollars for the ticket. Oh, okay. And then, Is it? I, I I haven't looked yeah. yet, actually. So you know, you buy your raffle ticket, and then you receive uh, uh you know your ticket. Okay, here it is. Seventy five donation. Seventy five dollar donation. So um, they are a five hundred one c three. So that donation, I believe, would be tax deductible, mm-hmm. and that enters you to win. 
uh, right now, Batman 66. Okay, gotcha. So, and like I said, I, I'm pretty sure that they've done this before. And here's an interesting thing, too. I, I saw this on their Facebook. Yep, $75 Facebook, donation. On their, uh, I am just having a hard time with this, Whitney. I'm just, I am screwed up words more than usual. <laughs> I saw this on their Facebook page today. And it's just this picture. And when it zipped by, I thought it was somebody showing, hey, it's snowing here. Because in the United States, we're right we're right here into winter. It's real cold here in Kentucky, a little blustery. I've had a few snowflakes. But uh, up a little farther north, we're already getting a lot of snowfall. Yeah. I thought it was just a picture of somebody I knew that was just posting this picture of like the snowy roadside. And it's not. It's a rearview mirror from the passenger side of a vehicle with a little bit of snow in the background. And it says, heading to Stern Pinball's headquarters to pick up George Gomez's awesome gift to the children of the Ronald McDonald House of Wisconsin. Hmm. So what the deal is, is, and Whitney, you and I may have seen this game because during the tour that we took of Stern's factory before they moved, there was a box, and I think it had George's name written on it. And I believe John told us that it was his one of his personal mm-hmm. games. Yes. So I'm pretty sure we, we were in the presence of this game. But you're probably wondering what this super excited gift could be. George generously donated his personal Batman, the Dark Knight pinball machine to the kids. Yeah, that's Thank, stand up. Yeah. Thank you, George, for all your support and dedication. Your gift will help us bring smiles to those in need. So, you know, they're doing great things over there, and we just wanted to let everybody know that if you've donated to Project Pinball, uh, if you've talked to them at a show, if you've met them, uh, they're, they're following through and they're, they're fighting the good fight. So they're out there, you know, helping kids and you know, helping them lead a little better life and have, you know, have a little relaxation, a little enjoyment, a little, you know, time away uh, and out, if you will, from all the, the stress that is their life if they're in a hospital in dire need. So yeah, exactly. Definitely wonderful people. Yeah, there's, there's no and doubt about Sharon it. And Sharon and Sean. <laughs> As well. <laughs> As well. I had to bring it back somehow. Yeah, with no, 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 no. I got no, too serious there for a minute. It's all good. It's all good. So, so Brent, this, <laughs> this, this next one is, is somewhat stern, well, definitely stern related as well. Um, this is a Kickstarter project that we mentioned. I think um, I want to was it la- was it last month? Is either last month or the month before? Because I think it wound up running sixty days. Yeah, I'm I think it was much. actually both. It it may, last may, two episodes. Yeah, yeah. It, it may may very well have been. So so anyway, this is a Kickstarter project called "Keeping the Ball Alive: Thirty Years of Stern Pinball." And this is by uh, two gentlemen formed a company called Paper Flock Incorporated. And uh, this is for the endeavor of producing a very, very nice and very, very nicely detailed, uh, very high production quality book that details 30 years of Stern's history. Okay, so you can go out to the Kickstarter in or to the Kickstarter website, search it up, and uh, you'll find it. And it has, uh, fortunately, it has successfully funded at this point in time. It did reach 110 percent of its fifty thousand dollar goal. 
Now the the award levels on this are are very generous, and I, I will I will say it's probably one of the nicer uh, reward tiers that I've seen uh, on a Kickstarter project in, in quite some time. I mean the the paper flock guys are, are being very generous with with how they're distributing uh, perks for the program, you know perks for the program, and everything like that. But here's something that they sent out, and I to the Kickstarter backers and, and Brent, I I did back the Kickstarter, okay. Um, and I freely admit I'm a sucker for books. Okay, I have um, I, I buy more books than my daughter can read. Okay, I buy her more books than she can read, and I buy more books than I know I will ever. So read, Egon okay? was wrong. Print is not dead. Print is not dead in the Roberts household. I will say that. Okay, I will get a Ghostbusters <laughs> reference in every segment. <laughs> you do it, man. You do it. And um, we paid for them. You just shim it in, man. You just roll, roll right on with that. Okay. So so here's the thing. Uh, like I said, I'm a sucker for books, and I love supporting books that support this hobby, and especially ones that are done in, in an extremely high quality, and I know this one's going to hit that mark just by looking at it uh, from what I see. And, and Brent, they, they, they did a very nice thing for you and I, okay? When they sent out their email announcing their their funding success, they, they had uh, quite a few uh, qu- quite a few very gracious uh, you know paragraphs in, in in the email and at the very end they did they did say this and they say and thank you to all the comic shops the barcades the coffee shops that let us hang posters and leave postcards shout out to game room guys and the broken token podcast who really went the extra mile so guys we thank you for thanking us and recognizing us and we we always make it a part to promote you know these types of projects and and just really try to get the word out for people that are trying to do a good job of getting the word out about the hobby the industry and everything like that so uh so so to the paper flock guys hey it's no worries we we thank you for recognizing us and congratulations on on funding it uh now uh just to bring it all back around i want my book (laughs) (laughs) gimme 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 my book you know so no i'm excited for getting it and uh looking forward to it guys so yeah thank you thank you for thanking us so i just want my book <laughs> all right brent how about some feedback man? oh that's funny <laughs> well all like right. you said you got to bring it around man all right so this one is from uh danny and danny has written in before he's the runner that listens to us on these long distance uh on his long distance run yeah this is awesome i never thought that we would get feedback that related us to uh to marathon preparation how about that <laughs> I mean, but hey hey sean o'shea measures measures us in commutes danny measures us in miles so uh, well you know. i, I Miles and commute is one thing, but miles on foot—that's another. That's a whole different ball game, and, man. And, and he, he is—I've run, yeah, but not like this. Not like this. No. no, 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 not like this at all. No. Oh, so all right. Anyway, all right. I'm just still overwhelmed. Yeah, by it. I, I know. It's, I'm it's, looking at it's, kind of, it's just kind of surreal. I'm and kind looking of wild. at a number in here, and this is part of the why I'm overwhelmed. So, yeah, hey, okay. guy, uh, yeah, hey, go good morning, it. guys. This is Danny from Virginia Beach, the guy who measures your shows in miles run. <laughs> I finally got a chance to get everyone together, play some games, and he sent us a few pics. So, I yeah. mean, just some pictures of, of uh, Danny and his family in his game room. Oh yeah, it's good uh, stuff. Th- oh, it's awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's been crazy busy with work. We know how that is, man. Trust us. Yes. School, gym, etc. And as much as we uh, want to bang away on the games, it seems like there's never enough time in the day. Yeah, it, word. It, yeah, we yeah. are right there with you, brother. Yes. 
Anyway, I'm looking forward. <laughs> God, this I just can't get this. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I can't, I can't get the number. Yeah. Anyway, I'm looking forward to my run tomorrow so I can listen to this month's show. Although I noticed it's only... 140 minutes. Yeah, and, and he says that, like, come on, dudes, what gives? I'm, I'm going yeah. running 140 yes. minutes? That's yeah. a warm up. Yeah. Man, that's only to. Okay, this hurts. Man, it hurts thinking about this. Man, that's only going to get me through just over 20 miles. Just over 20 miles. Jeez. <laughs> right on, Danny. Right I, I do on. appreciate this because he said, although I guess you guys are allowed a short show every once in a while. Question <laughs> yeah, mark. Question mark. It's not a sentence. No, yeah, it's I a did, question. I didn't catch that. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving with your family, and I'm hoping uh, the kids and I get out to meet you both at a show soon. Oh, we hope so, Danny. Please do, man. Please do. Yeah, if you uh, if you're going to make it to a show, you know any shows that we're going to go to, you know we'll obviously mention here on on the podcast. Oh yeah, you know we're definitely going to be at Louisville Arcade Expo. Whitney yeah. and I probably need to chat about uh, some other opportunities here uh, this summer, yeah. just to kind of see what what we can do. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Danny, you know. Or anybody, please. No, just Danny. Only Danny can come up at a show. <laughs> anybody else, don't make eye contact. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we'd love to meet you and, and any, anybody else, yeah. obviously. Mo- most so. certainly. Most certainly. So, Danny, yeah, thanks for writing. It's it's good, good stuff, man. 20 miles, 20 miles. 40 minutes. Jeez, OP. Well, we, we got him covered for about 55 miles on this show, guaranteed. So <laughs> he should be good. So this next one comes from, uh, from Phil. Shepard and and Brent, we've had a a fairly long a long uh, dialogue ongoing here with Phil and there's a, a and the the email is way too long to read but I don't know on our show maybe not but anyway <laughs> but it, it's Danny's it's, like read it I got twenty yeah, to go yeah I got twenty to go but Phil Phil is very very good at uh, it just it just really conversing at a very detailed level on on some threads that we've had going back and forth and it's a joy to read dude I am so, so mad. I've read this, but I, somehow I missed that top line. Yes. That was a perfect opportunity for a Thanksgiving show name. It, it really was. It really was. And he gave it to us. So so here's the thing. So here's how it starts. I'm so and, mad. And, and I'm going to paraphrase a bit just so I can work my way through the email and get to the points that, that I want to make. Okay. But but here is. He goes, hey, guys, thanks for a heaping portion. I, I'll say pile, but he says portion <laughs> of Thanksgiving BT. And he says, broken Broke. turkey. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, oh, that is that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yes, yeah, I'm mad. I didn't think of that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> and uh, just yeah, we're so off the off the mark sometimes. But anyway, he says great show as always. Well, Phil, I tell you, thank you for that. I, you know, Brent and I were I, honestly we, we were a little pressed for time last month, but we still wanted to get some good content out. So we did have to cut it short, regrettably a bit. But I, I'm glad I'm glad it's still still covered off. So so anyway, so the first point that he makes Brent uh, you've already kind of covered off on was the the official stern fix for the ecto goggles okay so he mentions that and uh, and as as you had said earlier in the show, you know, he really kind of brought this to our attention. So so Phil, I'll say thank you again for that because otherwise I I don't know that we would have caught it within probably the next several months. So uh, the next point that he brings up is he pulled apart uh, a statement I think that that I'd made on on the last show where we were talking about backing up our code on our games. 
Okay, on, on Ghostbusters, and he he said you asked for and, and this should apply, I guess, to any spike, to any spike yeah. game. Yes, yeah, that, that boots off, that boots off of the uh, the boots off of the, the SD card, off the SD card, off an image on, on the SD card. And so he, he goes on to say, he said you'd ask for anyone with experience with the new one dot one one code to write in with their impressions. He goes, I upgraded day one to the one dot ten code, and then again day one to the one dot eleven that was supposed to fix some issues and that one dot ten brought in. He says so far 1.11 seems fine, but there are plenty of people on the Pinside thread that have they're having a weak flipper issue after upgrading, so your mileage may vary. Did not know that, so I did want to make bring that up and mention that. He goes on to talk about some of the changes in the modes and, and everything like that, and it's all good stuff. And he mentions that um, he says you guys were talking about backing up your 1.05 code before flashing new. And he says, I saw several posts about that on, on Pinside as well. So so what, what we went on to mention was a way that we could use a tool called HDD Raw Copy to make a perfect, okay, essentially a sector-by-sector sector carbon copy of the, SD card, of the SD card image itself, okay, and then transfer that over to a new SD card, okay? Now, Brent, what I did is I hopped on Amazon, got in some, uh, I prefer SanDisk, okay? Your mm-hmm. mileage may vary, all right? I prefer SanDisk. That's the only brand that, that, that I personally buy, and I um, got in a couple of cards, and I used this utility and I did back up my card okay my my machine had a transcend card in it I don't know if you've opened yours up to look to see which brand card you've I've got I've been in the head but I have not looked at the card okay okay so mine had a transcend in it okay running 1.05 and I used that tool and I did carbon my card over and to a SanDisk card and it ran just fine okay now that being said I have not upgraded to 1.11 yet i just wanted to get a backup of what i had okay was was really the main thing so this is this is interesting and i'll throw another link here in the show notes i use win 32 disk imager okay and uh that's basically kind of the go-to for people manipulating sd cards for raspberry Pis. okay gotcha so that may be an option as well actually i won't do it i'll try to go ahead and scare up a card yeah between now and then and give it a swing okay yeah do that yeah yep do that do that so um so so there, there we go so there's that that tool hdd raw copy i'll include a link in the show notes it's just from hd guru.com and um it's it's linkable right off the top of that site and and that's there so the next thing that that phil brought up he said the wet method for the uh for the for the ghostbuster art blades absolutely works he said i watched pinball uh, supernova's um I watched Pinball Super... I'm sorry, I had to swallow. I watched Pinball Supernova's video before doing mine, and I put mine in a similar fashion. Um, he said, I did the whole thing by myself, and in fact, I did not take the play field out. I've always been so afraid to apply art to machines in the past, so this was my first go at it, but I'm very glad I tried it because I'm over that fear now. Wet method for the win. I'm getting the garden okay. hose right now. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. Now, I responded back to Phil. I, I wanted to do that to my machine this past weekend, Brent. I did not get an opportunity to do it. I still haven't done I, mine. But, but I'm going to try to carve mine out and get it get it done get it done this, this weekend. Um, and he said, uh, last but not least, Whitney, I wanted to ask you about scanning the Skyskipper side art. I know you guys talked about a handheld scanner several episodes back, and I went back and looked it up, and it was 
was it was like 15 episodes ago. Um, I'm wondering uh, if that's uh, what is the scanner that you used. Uh, no, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm reading that wrong. You said, uh, I know you guys talked about handheld scanners several episodes back, and I'm wondering if that's the scanner you used or if you used a different one. Oh, he's referring to the scanner that I mentioned several mm-hmm. episodes back. Yep. I'd love to know the make model of what you purchased to do that, as I need to scan some side art that doesn't exist anywhere as well. And I responded back to Phil, and I said, Phil... I most certainly did use the scanner that I mentioned several episodes back. It is an HP ScanJet 4670. Uh, As we d- Brent runs off and ch- puts that in eBay before the yeah, show gets published. Yes, no. <laughs> definitely. You, I mean, seriously, you want to pick one of these up, yeah. okay? We did discuss this back in episode 30. That was back in May 2015. Um now, what I will say is, um, it, you know, I mentioned that scanner back then, and yes, that is the scanner that I took with me to Nintendo of America. Yes, that is the scanner that I used to scan Skyskipper, okay? Um, now, just a couple bullet points. Um, it... it it, it's it's a little dicey as far as software support because HP has ended support for the scanner, okay? Um, what I went and did, Brent, is I built a dedicated Windows 7 laptop just for running the scan software. Um, it... it, it if you go by just what HP has on their website, the scanner is truly only supported up to Windows XP for full functionality, okay? But I went and uh, did some research, found a piece of uh, software called ViewScan Professional. It's from Hamrick Software, and that's www.hamrick.com. Uh, their software, it is a dual platform for either Windows and Mac. Um, they do have a mobile version for iOS and Android, although I don't ever foresee using that. But it does support an extremely wide variety. And when I say extremely, I do mean that. I do mean that in all sincerity. Extremely wide variety of scanners. What's great about ViewScan is it gives a scanner that has reached into life by its own manufacturer's support cycle. It breathes that new extended support cycle or that new extended life life into the scanner and uh and it does and hamrick does pride itself on and does provide full functionality for all the scanners that it supports so brent it's not just a twain a driver or like a piece of software that wraps around the twain driver and just enables basic scan functionality this provides functionality for the for every feature on the scanner itself okay so if it supports it view scan will drive it and will drive it to its fullest extent okay i'm just shocked still and i've said this several times as we've talked about this i'm still just shocked that that no one has produced an equivalent scanner Yes, it, to, to that to that got HP. to be a need for that because yeah, and, and for, for folks that don't think. know, this is it's it's handheld as handheld could be based on the vintage, but it's designed not that you put a so that you not like we think of a scanner where you put a document in, in like a bed <laughs> and you close, close the, the lid. lid. Yeah, you hold this up against something and push a button and, and it, it scans it. It scans it. That's exactly so right. So you can scan vertical surfaces. You can do whatever. Yeah, but it's it's got it's you it, can set on it and scan. Oh wait, that's is you. But you could. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's the BT Christmas party that we'll never have. Yes, okay, yes. That, that's where that happens at. I'm just I'm just shocked. Yeah, this is just not a thing anymore. It, it's it. 
Yes, it befuddles me as well because when you see it, and I'll just just to describe it real quickly, it, this this is almost like you can think of this as like a um, it's it's essentially just a flat scanner. It, it, the scanner is flat, um, and it has a glass window in it. It looks like a tablet, yeah, but, it, but it's see through. Exactly, it's got a frame and a, and a piece of glass. In Th- that's it. So think of it as like a picture frame, okay, a thick picture frame. Yet you see through the picture frame. Mm-hmm. There's no picture in the frame, so you see through it. And then this, then the the scanner mechanism, okay, the the eye and in the stepper motor and all of that runs through the the glass. It's sandwiched in between the two layers of glass, and it scans whatever it lays up against. It's brilliant. Here's it's a, simple. Here's a PC Mag but article. No, but nobody makes it. Yeah, here, here's a PC Mag article dated October twenty eighth, two thousand three. Huh? <laughs> and I'm just and, I, and you'll like there this. You go. It's easy to mistake the amazing HP ScanJet four six uh, forty six seventy see through vertical scanner for a picture for a picture frame. Yeah. Or a flat screen monitor. Exactly. Yeah. I'm and just that's I'm it. just really shocked that no one well, makes such a thing anymore. All I can tell all I can tell you, Brent, all I can tell Phil and all I can tell all of our other listeners is Go get one before you can't get one. Okay, that's all I can tell you. eBay's your friend. I don't know of any other way to buy it. All right, I, I just, I just don't. That's how I got mine. And and so Phil closes it up and he says, "All right, guys, keep up the good work. I'm off to take a tryptophan nap now that I've had my Thanksgiving BT, and that would be his broken turkey." Uh, and he says, "Onwards to Christmas." Sincerely, Phil. So Phil, thank you so much, my man. Uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful email thread. And uh, I mean, keep keep it going. Let's keep talking. I mean, it's it's good stuff. So, so yeah, Brent, that's uh, that's that. So, <laughs> <laughs> some good feedback for the month, and we do have a couple twitters that, that we did want to mention. Say, so, why don't you go ahead and grab the first because it applies to uh, Skyscraper. Oh yeah, yeah, fair enough. So. Um, Jeremy uh, Walski uh, tweeted and he said, guys, this was an awesome read. I love the preservation side of her hobby. So Jeremy, thank you very much. And he's referring to the, uh, to the, uh, to the, uh, our quote unquote, our day at NOA on the skyskipperproject.com website. So yeah, Jeremy, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Peter came in Sweden tweeted run DMD SD image version B one thirty two. 2026 animations with new light Ghostbusters animation is now out. Yeah, so Brent, that's for the... That is a mouthful. It is a mouthful, but I'm telling you, he did us a solid by mentioning that, because what that is, is that is the new... um, the writable SD image for the run DMD clocks that run off the um, that run off the DMD displays. Mm-hmm. So that that is uh, that that's huge, and it's got the Ghostbusters animations in it out now. So Peter, thank you for that. Oh, um, and I don't know why this all popped in my head because yeah. it's not like we've not had. Oh, I know why. Because clock and Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you know Ghostbusters has Midnight Madness? It does. Yes. I did not know that you. It, again, uh, listeners of the Broken Token podcast, if you could have seen Whitney's face, it was priceless. Yeah, no, I yes, had, no, does. seriously, I had no at idea. At midnight, if you're playing the game, what it, it, does it do? Just it, yell at you or what? It, no, it goes dark. The flippers go dead. Oh, I can't recall. It bongs. Yeah, and then it gives you midnight madness uh, uh, on the DMD. Yeah, and it's just and it just goes all crazy. Oh, and then it just goes crazy, crazy. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. So set your clock and then start. You know, 
like 11.58 and start playing a game. Oh, that you is, can, that's you can last for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. the the bigger yeah, question. it's got it. Yeah. yeah. It's sweet. Oh, that's that. That's great. No, I had no idea. So to, so did you find that out while you guys were down here playing, or did no, you I read knew. it? No, I Oh, knew. you didn't know. Okay. I, I can't remember where I picked it up, but okay, I knew it. Gotcha, had gotcha. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome. That's I love surprises like that. That's well, darn, I'm sad I told you now. No, no, no. I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> wait, I'll be waiting for it, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that Jackie and I are playing it right up till midnight and I'm not going to tell her about it and I'm going to let her experience it is yeah. what I'm going to let her do it's, and that's going to be awesome crazy. Well, we're going to do it at midnight with the game room all lit up and everything like that and that it, it'll it'll be the perfect setting I just have to figure out which night I'm going to I'm going to make that go I've seen so. I've seen a ball count it's something like 15 um, I can't remember but it it'll just start serving balls wow yeah it's okay crazy. Uh, that, that is crazy okay awesome sweet 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 all right so from Sean O'Shea uh pinball tournament tournament <laughs> it's been a long it's late. show it's late dude pinball tourney with funds to project pinball two plus hour drive to maine question mark new episode of broken token question mark yes these things go nicely together I, that is awesome thank you sean so whitney uh speaking of twitter Yes. Where let's go through where we can be found. Yes, yes. So, so real quick here, Brent, before we uh, before we uh, kick this baby out and call her done, uh, we are available on the Throwback Network at www.throwbacknetwork.net. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Xbox Music, the Google Play Store, uh, social media on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/brokentoken, Twitter at brokentoken, and then of course our website brokentoken.com. And I think Whitney, that is a wrap for it, it would be a wrap. It's it's actually wrapping paper on this Christmas present episode. Man, yes. I'm, I'm I'm getting cheesy now. Yeah, I know, yes, I got you it. are. Yeah. <laughs> I was go, I, I, I was going to wax nostalgic about this being our last show for the year. It, it is. It is. Yep. I, and, and you know something? I think we send it out in uh, in in style, true to form. How about that? So it, it's been it's been a good episode. You know what, you know what January is. Man, you were telling me I didn't even realize it, but it's the big five zero. Yes, it is. I mean, we are going to have to do something special I, for the episode. I didn't think we'd get through ten. I, I had no idea. You never like, knew. You never knew. It, like we'll make episode fifty like twelve hours long or something like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll hit the record button and walk away. Okay, <laughs> and then nobody will know the difference. It was anyway. it was six hours of a loop of the attract mode from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. Danny's poor Danny's running his heart out, and he's yeah. like, sometime they got to say something. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to run until they do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, I mean, I, I will say this before we wrap the show. We want to thank everybody for listening and we want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. And we just we we appreciate another good year of the show, Brent. I mean, it's been it's been a it's good been tw- it's been a phenomenal year. It has. We've, it has we've got to meet a, a lot of folks face to face this year, which uh, it, that that's always a treat as we yeah. make it out to shows that we visited before and new shows. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, dude, I, we did three shows this year. I mean, for for us, for our schedule and, and commitments yeah. and responsibilities, that's pretty good. You know, I think back to when we first discussed doing the podcast. Yeah, and in the short time that we have we've done this, it's it amazes me what we've accomplished. Yeah, and not this isn't for us as much as it is. Um. Th- those that we've met yeah oh yeah and, and those that we've helped and those that maybe we've entertained yeah you know i, I hope we, we, think we, we're we, little, ho- we hope we have yeah we yeah. hope yeah and, and that to me that's the accomplishment that yeah. we 
that we're bringing, I think we're bringing some value to, to people because they're, folks are spending time with us. Yeah, and that's just, we love, we love that. That, it, that's just, it's it's humbling. It is. It is. It's it's great. And I, you know, something. I, I hope that that everybody uh, listening, you know, listening to the show, hearing our voice. I, I hope that you have just a, a fantastic Christmas holiday with your family and your friends. And you know, Brent and I wish that for all of y'all from the bottom of our heart. And we we do. We thank each and every one of you for listening. It means it means the world to us, and that's what keeps us going. Yeah, and yeah, episode fifty will, will roll. And you know, Brent, we need to talk about you know what we're going to do i guess kind of our goal setting for 2017 and what we want to do you know to shake things up a little bit or you know just kind of kind of make 2017 sound a little different than 2016 and i think that's good i think that shows the progression the maturity of the show and you know and just and just you know move the ball forward a bit so to speak i I didn't mean to make that pun but i guess i did sorry well Uh, it's been a great show it's been a great year yeah it has it's been a great year um Every time I've quit, I've come back. <laughs> For every notebook you've slammed, uh, you've written in another page. So, so that's good. I take that as a compliment. So, it, you know, is is uh, as much as that is. So, yeah, dude. So again, Brent, Merry Christmas. And um, and thank you for thank you for everything and say Merry Christmas to everybody else as well. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. So everybody, Merry Christmas and game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britton and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes store and on our Stitcher Radio page as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Letzi. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hacy Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. Let me get my life in order here. It's like... You have a mouse or a rock tumbler over there. What do you do? Are you making jewelry? It's the most expensive rock tumbler I've got. How about that? I don't have that. (laughs) Seriously, what is that? I have no idea. I just, I'd skip it. I can't. And for the blooper reel, I'll now read my credit card number into the podcast. Yeah, exactly.
Don't you know Spaceballs? He's uh, like, no. What's the the? He's, I've, I've only seen it once. Jeez, we yeah. should have talked about that on the show. Yeah. No, that's the code to the air shield. Oh, is it really? <laughs> One, <laughs> two. <laughs> are, 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 are we okay? We're good. This is gonna get. It's good. It's gonna get. Make sure I hit record because that's helpful. Just a little bit of a wiggle, a uh-huh. little waggle. A flipper can waggle a shade. <laughs> <laughs>